Blog Talk Radio. Few 
dudes are rough, but they medulla they sharp, man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, 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 peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host for the evening, Brother Red Pill. Yes, I know my name. And I will soon be joined by my co-host for the evening, Brother Blue Pill. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and open up the co-host of tonight's line, Brother Blue Pill, call it from the 347-273. Peace. Pop to say, man. Mercury is peace. You and yours. Peace, peace. Let's go. Let's go. Good with you, man. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Notalized Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your co-host, Brother Blue Pill. Peace, family. Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, it's Mercury retro, B. It's something else, you know. I'm not one to uh, point fingers at the planet, the, cos- uh, the cosmos, you know what I'm saying? But, Lord have mercy, like, they're doing, the, they doing the deal on me with this technology these days. But nevertheless, yeah, yeah. Well. yeah nevertheless, you know, we in here. We in, we in cheer, you know what I'm saying? Another monumental episode, <laughs> and um, that's what's up. What's going? What's good though? What, what, what was your weekend like? It was it was, it was extraordinary. It was phenomenal. You know, you you got a milli yet? You woke up in the Bugatti. You was at the health expo. I heard about you. We know about you. Talk to me. <laughs> well, you know, for the most part. Um, I'm closer to the million, you know what I'm saying, than I was the day prior. Uh-oh. And, I saw him um, out. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is about, you know, it's about it's about having that intel, you know what I'm saying, and, and really seeing how the, how the thing is done. Ain't nothing like a million in your hand. You know, they say a bird in the hand is worth more than a yeah, so there's nothing like, you know, actually having that check in hand and saying, you know, family, now you can go down to every Whole Foods in America, the continent of the United States, and see Seven Heaven on display. But I was more so a student in the classroom, you know what I'm saying, and I was taking notes. And I, I definitely have a lot of tidbits to share. I'm thinking about whether I should be opening up a consulting firm, though, because 
You know, this is the game, and the game is to be sold. You know, they were selling them tickets for $250, $300 to get up in that piece, you know, for for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Because that's vital intel, you know what I'm saying? That, that show that I attended was definitely the game changer. But I don't have that type of spirit to withhold information for the family. You know, some people call it dumb love or what have you, but I love the family too much to not empower them with information and intelligence so they can move forward and make something happen, anything happen, because well, there is, there's a disparity. That's why you belong unprecedented. There's an unprecedented disparity in regards to our representation in the multi-billion dollar health industry. You understand? I've seen that when I went to Hopefuls the other day. I know about it. Yeah. But every mm-hmm. single person or every brand that you saw in Whole Foods, I got to meet, you know, the, the product management. I got to meet, you know what I'm saying, the vice presidents, the presidents and everything. And it, it's just extraordinary how, um, you know, we're, we're not even factored in in regards to, you know, we're looked upon as consumers because we know that we're spending bread. But, you know, this competitiveness, like being, shit is just lopsided. Be like, I can't even begin. So I don't want to get emotional. You feel me? I don't, don't want to get emotional about this shit. It's just crazy. And um, you know, it, it's not so much about the finances. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the fact that we are a billion dollars behind, or, or maybe. You know what I'm saying? A few billy behind in regards to that particular race. Just like being in the building and getting the information is key. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, itemizing or, or, or sizing up what I saw people that looked like me that was in the building, what they were doing with that opportunity, you know, just they just came to get free shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just they, what they was doing, sweeping, be real. What they was doing, cleaning up? Taking some janitors? It was <laughs> no bones. They was clean. They was cleaning bones in that bitch. Like you know what I'm saying? It was ransacking um, the, the sample, the brick shit. Yeah, the free shit. You know what I'm saying? The they free tacking and all that. <laughs> it was it was tackling the displays. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. There were Caucasians in there. They had teams set up. You feel me? I I know because I was introduced to a few of them through mutual friends. Well, that's what they do. They run around to these shows, behind these shows, and they ramsack these shows, and they take the samples and they sell them, or they do whatever. Some of them look like they might have even had habits or what have you. This is their come up. So I don't, you know, I don't mean to say that, you know what I mean, Carbonated family was the only ones doing the ramsacking. But, like, you know how the videos you see on Black Friday when they open the store up and shit, Walmart opened at yeah. 6 a.m.? Uh-huh. <laughs> and that ain't even free shit. That's that shit that folks got to go and drop, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, fiat on. So can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know what I'm saying? With, mm-hmm. with, with, with the family we're doing for free shit? 
You know and how you know, we do. While it's all good, because you know they bring that stuff to give out to um, prospective buyers. You know what I'm saying? Not not the people that attended the event, but hey, look, if that's your hustle, that's your hustle. I'm not here to knock nobody's hustle or to criticize. Again, I'm just an observer, so I'm telling the people what my observations were. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is that it was a major function to, to network and empower oneself, you know. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is that, you know, the family that were attending, melanated-wise, carbonated, what have you, they weren't in the health field industry. They didn't have products, you know what I'm saying? They just might have been residents of, Long Beach, Cal, you know, L.A., and they just got tickets to the joint and they went for a free ride while other people mm-hmm. were there conducting business, you know what I'm saying? And this is big. Right, right. Yeah. You feel me? So, and, and again, you know, I got to take note that when we have health shows, you know, minus um, a Dr. Sabi or Dr. Africa, you know, it, it don't be that heavy. It's not that heavy attendance, not only on blog talk, but, you know, the physical shows when they bring the Makita judges out, you know what I mean? And, and, and when the family, you know, makes other attempts to bring people out that are talking about, you know, raw and uncut information, you know, those events are not as heavily attended. You feel me? But yet and still, we are the ones most affected by these health mm-hmm. conditions. I'm saying we're the ones suffering the most, but we're not getting information to not only combat it, we're not getting the information to say, I'm going to put my my best foot forward and create a product that will better not only my situation, but my people's situation. You know what I'm saying? And not only from a viewpoint of saying, I'm going to create something that's going to better their health condition, but also from a financial place to be like, look, I'm going to create an institution and, and, and provide jobs and services. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is just not taking place. It's just not taking place. You know what I mean? And I, it was clear evidence of it this weekend. Like, when I say nobody, no carbonated people was 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 displaying nothing of substance in there, you know, only carbonated and rich people were those from uh, India, Hindustan, as Brother Tal Sharik says. You know what I'm saying? They in the game, mm-hmm. they got their foot, but they deal heavy pharmaceutical. You know what I'm saying? They go to school to learn about drugs, pharmaceuticals. They flipping them things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the Oriental, the Asiatic, he was there representing um, Asian medicine. You know what I'm saying? Me- medicine from the Orient. And they also, because, um, you know, you get different ones. You get the Koreans and shit. They deal with pharmaceuticals and they deal with hardware, like manufacturing facilities, how to bottle your shit. And their whole thing, like, I really got the shit laid out. And there's different areas of health that are dominated by different ethnic groups. The Asians deal with probiotics, you know what I'm saying, and, and a lot of biometrics, bio, bio this and bio that. Okay, so... The real heavily, um, not just pharmaceutical shit, but scientific pharmaceutical things. Yeah. You know what I mean? The shit that you, they can't explain to you because you can't read Chinese, but that yeah. shit works somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 
they was in the building and, and they in the building as well looking at you know what I mean, the the the, the big boys that's in the health field because if the big boys are selling their pills for twelve dollars, they got a way to sell that shit for two dollars. Just like the magic, right? Just like magic. How it was in the back, right? And all the fancy dudes that were spending all this bread to have these big displays, you feel me, and, and have all this cutting edge clothing and China Man was in the back, and China Man gonna mm-hmm. knock his shit off and sell a billion dollars of it across the world. Yep. Okay. That's what you know what I'm saying, the China Man was doing at this particular event. But what I did notice, like I said, they real heavy in probiotics, you know what I'm saying? And and enzyme stimulating um drugs or what have you that you know, they could actually pass off as healthcare products. Like I said, the Indians, their whole shit is about um, you know, pharmaceuticals. You know what I'm saying? They ain't a pharmaceutical thing. Real heavy, you know. Caucasoids, they shit is about non gluten. Okay? Non gluten. Mm-hmm. Organic. Organic. And the trend of the of the festival, the trend of this season is you have to tie your company to some sort of charitable cause. So for every uh box of pills or every you know what I'm saying? Bag of king wall, shit like that. So, or especially every bottle of water. I've seen 20 new water companies. Granted, that's a whole nother discussion. We need to have a water show. 20 new water companies, B, at least. Okay? So niggas is talking about, oh, alkaline ain't this, and niggas are going crazy. You know what I'm saying? People being haters and shit. Yo, they are out the fucking gate with it. You, I mean, it will blow your mind how many new alkaline water companies is out. Look, was Diddy there? Diddy was not there, B. You know, he lost no the alkaline water. Been, Hold on, bro. Oh, I, I, I hear about it. I hear about it. I'm not seeing it, though. You know what I'm saying? And more than likely, it probably will be there next year. And that's what's up. That's a good thing. You know what yeah, I mean? That's you, a good you, thing. You know, that's, that's, I'm that's inspiring. Yeah, it's out I mean, there. That's inspiring. You feel so me? I'm just saying, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't at the dance. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't at the dance. He wasn't at the big dance. That's what's up. But what I'm dance. So hold on, listen. You have to understand this, and the family has to understand this. They are categorically using carbonated children to sell products like you would never believe. Okay. I have a photo montage that I'm going to post where every other booth has pictures of indigenous children, whether they be from the Amazon or whether they be from Africa. And that is the campaign that the European is using to cleverly push products hard body. All right. If you buy this mm-hmm. product, we're building water wells here. If you buy this bag, the King wall, we're taking a dollar, sending it to Africa to do this and do that. We're sending it to the Amazon. Everything is, you know, we're getting this chocolate and we're working with the indigenous people because that's another thing, cacao. Chocolate and cacao, that's just, that's a whole nother billion-dollar industry. That's where they're going with it, too. Mm-hmm. My niggas are scratching their heads talking about, yo, is there no chocolate in your Seamoss? No, nigga, this is cacao. You not up on this yet? Cacao, B. Cacao. Hey. 
coconut yeah. water, alkaline oh, yeah. water, oh, yeah. cacao, gluten-free. Cool. Okay? Those are the trends. Mm-hmm. Like, them shits is billion-dollar. You might just think that they're catchwords and phrases. Those are billion-dollar industries at this point. So, you know, I, I really implore the family, man. I'm, I'm I'm always extending the hand to say somebody really wants to learn the game and get in it. Somebody has, uh, you know, something thoughtful and creative. You know what I mean? The only thing I could do is lend advice because I'm learning the game still myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm picking up the pieces. I made a lot of contacts, opened a lot of door. You know, they loving your boy because of the copper. You feel me? I continue to tell people, you know, this shit just just, just opens portals with me. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just the coppers, the organs, and the organs work. Because if I didn't have these organs, these crackers wouldn't be running up to me like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm emanating a whole nother energy. You know what I'm saying? I have a whole nother energy field. So when they see the guard come through, they part the ways and they pay homage because they're like, Anybody that can handle that amount of energy, that amount of copper, because they just don't talk about this shit. They live the life. It's a difference. They live their life. So mm-hmm. the cop is not going to do for me what it's going to do for them, but they still are highly respective of, of that particular, you know what I'm saying, situation. It's, so it's, the fact that you know about it and you're demonstrating, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they see Papa, they see the Baba, you know, Baba Blue Pill. You know, repping, repping, repping was good. Like, yeah. I finished reading Rocks of Ages by the the uh, the God. I gotta call him the God, yeah. Ross Ben. Ross Ben. And in the in the in the, in the last chapter, he broke down, you know, the properties of wearing these precious metals, gold. Silver, all gold, everything. I fucks with Trinidad James. Like, I don't care what nobody in the community said at the end of the day. Big up to what, what that whole all gold, everything. Like, if, if people don't see between the lines and realize that that's, that's, like, that's what's up right there. I'm ready to do all copper everything remix. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the, the fact that the majority, you know, of the hip-hop world is now gravitating towards a precious metal such as gold versus whatever slum shit they was wearing before. And, you know, actually, they might not know the properties of the, the, the metal when it's mixed with melanin and sunlight and things of that nature. But just by adorning themselves in that magical, um, you know, uh, metal that aligns one's frequency and vibration to higher frequencies, like, that's that's honorable right there. You know what I'm saying? That is honorable right there. And when I finished reading the book, I had such a deeper, clearer understanding of the power of these stones that we wear, the power of the copper by being a conduit, the power of mm-hmm. gold. But copper, they said, more so than gold. I mean, is, again, the, it, the carbonated man is... You know, the mineral that you're most conducive with is copper. You are copper. Actual meaning of an American is a copper tone person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
you know, I could go on and on and on about the properties of copper and what copper does to your body and how important copper and iron are for the brain and just on and on and on. You know what I mean? It is what it is. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm again, I, oh, I, I apologize. I'm just a little, you know, I'm a little laid back. I'm out here. It's shit is just real laid back. It's sunny out here. We're on different time zones, family. <laughs> Sorry. It's just a little different, man. I'm I'm on a different vibe. I'm not I'm getting in nobody's way. I'm getting out of everyone's way. I'm not trying to convince nobody or nothing. I apologize. If I did anything to harm you family, I apologize again. You know, and I don't want nothing to peace. I'm super peaceful. You know, I got I got um sandals on right now. I'm sorry. I got I got sand in my toes and shit. I'm sorry. You got sandals on. Vibe. I got sandals on too. That's you soft beat. One different vibe. Not real. I'm surrounded by beaches, B. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm watching the sunset on the beach. You feel me? Supposed to be suffering, man. What you doing out there, B? You're not conscious. Supposed to be struggling. Get back. Get back to the city, B. I'm gonna say. Hey, about to redeem my card. You know what I'm saying? We want to see suffering, John. I want to see you suffering in the street. Taking a cup of something, B. What you doing? Not yeah. conscious. I'm gonna friend you on Facebook for that comment. But anyway, I'm on Crenshaw. Sorry. Yeah, back at the ranch. Yeah. Back um. The ranch. Shout out. Shout out to King Simon. Shout out to Monique from Nicholas Bookstore. Shout out to the Impress Jamila. Shout out to Makiba Judge, my new favorite doctor. Shout out to. Um, Laura Steen and her beautiful yes. children, Sister Yael L and her beautiful yes. seeds. That was the first time I got to see them. Um, shout out beautiful. to Kafunya. You in the building, Kafunya? Let me see in the chat room. Is Kafunya in the building? No, nah, remember Kafunia. they have a workshop with uh, she has a workshop with Makita Judge on Tuesdays just, at Nicholas. I just came from there. Yeah, I just came so, from there. They were doing. They were doing acupuncture, and I actually went to uh, get treated for my foot, my toe, and uh, I didn't, I, I didn't wind up staying because time was ticking and we had to put the show together. But I did see uh, Sister Kafunya, and Sister Kafunya, right, has she's on a come up for this spring. She's gonna have one of the best springs of her life because she has her hands on some clothing that is, like, out of this world. I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook page, but there's a killer Cali, Cali Yuga. You know, I'll be on my Cali. I was on my Cali uh, swag real hard with the whole Cali thing. Yeah. And she popped up with the Cali shirt the printed all over. Then she has oh, the that Ganesh. Was, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving up my plug. You know, I could do that. And um, she got the Ganesh shirt with the prints all over so I'm going to drop the link in the chat room, family. Like, it's hard to describe it over the phone, but all you have to do is click the link and just check out the article of clothing that the sister's pushing for the very low price. You know what I mean? If it was up to me, I'd double up on y'all. But she's giving it up for a very low price. And please go ahead and support her. I, I mean, the whole community needs these shirts at the end of the day. I'm about to buy one and send it to Bobby. And panic, you know what I mean? Because they they the ones that put Bobby was the one that put me on to that. You know, I want to see him flossing in the, in the Cali shirt. 
And um, everybody else that came out to the event at Nicholas Bookstore healed the family, healed the woman, and healed the world um, for our mother, Aumi, Annette Thomas. Now, unfortunately, you know, she was not able to attend the event because she is still in California, Kilikali. Yeah, she was and, at the health um, school. I ran into her like, <laughs> oh, uh, me, <laughs> Like, I know you, lady. Here's the link, family. I'm putting it to chat. But, um, you know, she was, uh, she's been overwhelmed by the workload of Dr. Sabi while, uh, due to the lectures that he did. And, um, as a result of that, she hasn't been able to make it back. She wasn't able to make it back to New York and just factor in the whole thing about the uh, fear factor. They were talking about a blizzard that never really, there was no blizzard. There was a drizzle out here. Oh, man. Some other things. But you know your boy, <laughs> Red Pillar. You know, I, I basically uh, stepped it up. I had to step up and um, cover for mom, you know, and, and, and talk to the family. I had a very interesting conversation about 20 30 minutes with the family in attendance i want to thank oh, yeah. everybody yeah everybody everybody oh shout out to aa rashid too we'll talk about that in a minute but um everybody that was in the crowd and the audience that i got to build with i just want to say peace to y'all anybody that's on the phone you know it once again you know, a lot of a lot of KTL listeners was in the building. You know, I I, I always ask, does anybody in here know about Know the Ledge? And everybody raised their hand. A lot, I mean, like eighty five percent. So that was a good thing. It made me feel good. It feels like, you know, people are actually hearing the show. You know, and um, <laughs> that was a good thing. You know, and I, I got to I got to build with the family. You know me. You got to pull me off of the stage because I, I get up there and I, I like to. You know, I get comfortable, but um, they were yeah. a lot of first time, a lot of people first time, um, what you would call it, their first time at a lecture. I like to call them, you know, conscious virgins, pause, you know, and uh, they were very enthused at the end of the presentation. But Jay got up there. Shout out to Sister Majay. Shout out to Majay. My, Shout out to Azariah. Yeah, yeah. Her thing was good. It's a thing thing, you know? And she was even, she, she shit with me that she was nervous. And I said, Sister Majay, we're all, you always, we all have butterflies in our stomach in the beginning, you know? But um, once you get up there and you get the energy of the people and you look at people in their eyes, you know what I mean? Like, you can't stop them. You can't family, stop it. You know what I'm saying? The, the family the spirit great, takes you know over. Yeah, the spirit takes over and it actually guides you with the information. It, it works through you. Something just goes, you know, some kind of energy just starts flowing through you, and then everything is, you know, it's 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 a wrap from there. So um, that's what happened. You know, that's what happened. We had a great time. Like I said, shout out to King Simon. You know, very professionally put together. Once again, you know what I'm saying. Yes, yes, shout out to Henry. And, um, you know, yeah, and that's what it was. So we'll be doing, for the family that that is uh, interesting, we will be doing something, a makeup lecture, because they, they were very interested in KT, Blue, 
blue pill, red pill, and um, Annette, our mother, Umi. Like, they all want to see us come out together because, you know, our face was on the flyer. Like, I can't even get I, I can't even snoop around Harlem anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in Harlem, and they was like, brother, you're supposed to be in Brooklyn right now at an event. This is like, niggas on the corner. <laughs> Real talk. Like, I got stopped by, by the corner. The corner stopped me like, yo, ain't you supposed to be in a, at an event in BK, son? Like, what you doing out here? And I was like, like, you niggas keeping tabs on me? Like, what's up? Like, y- y'all know about lectures? And then that was interesting, too. But um, we're going to put something together. I'm, I'm, you know, definitely excited. I'm, I'm glad that y'all are out there in California doing the good work. You know what I mean? You know, they definitely yeah, uh, will benefit off yeah, of what's we, being we, done. We, we still out here. We still out here. You know what I'm saying? Um, My West Coast family, shout out to the West Coast family. Like I said, we putting some big things in motion out here. You know, the service of the family. In, in, in regards to, you know, making this health applicable, you know what I'm saying, bringing it, bringing it to the hood, you know what I mean, like really making it accessible and not just making it a Hollywood thing, you know what I'm saying, bringing it, you know, to where the people are at because <clears throat> the people are, you know, they they on it. They just they just need to know that uh that it's here. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and it's just a lot, man. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, it's, it's, it's just a beautiful, again, it's a beautiful place. I do not work for the California Tourist uh, Bureau, again, you know, but I will continue to expound upon the fact that it does a lot for the site um, to just see the beauty of this place, the variety of horticulture, the flowers, you know, the plant life, the uh, the trees, you know what I'm saying? So many diverse different trees. Uh, you know, you're on a highway, you see the mountain caps. You know, did, did mm-hmm. I say anything about trees? Yeah, trees and more trees. And then, you know, to the right of you is mountains. To the left of you is the Pacific Ocean. And um, I've, I've never seen the sun just so big and so bright and so prominent. You know, on display. So, for the psych, you know, for the for psychology of just really tapping into something different, you know, what I'm saying something refreshing, and to like really see what this country has to offer. And I mean, the continent of the United States, you know, what I'm saying the West Coast you of the continent of the United States. Man, you sound like you from um, California's uh, tourist agency or something. You getting paid for this? Uh, I just explained that I'm not from the tourist industry. You know what I mean? You getting paid I just for this? wanted to uh, not getting paid for this. You got your dispensary you know, card? I'm, I'm, I'm almost yeah. I'm, I'm you almost like, there. I'm almost there. I could have jumped out and did it the other day. I said I'm in no rush. You know what I mean? And the rush is right there. There's, there's nothing to do. You know what I mean? Like the corner store, man. Yeah, it's, it's definitely corner store politics. You know what I mean? To get your, uh, you know what I mean? To get your dispensary uh, card. You know what I mean? So I just, I just wanted to share that with the family. And again, if there's 
KTL listeners are still our West Coast family. We are still out here. We are still in the building. Find a way to get in contact with me. You know what I mean? And we could yeah. definitely link up. I'm, I'm just meeting some wonderful people, some wonderful connects. Shout out to my dude, um, Vegan Benny. <laughs> you would have never guessed it. You know what I'm saying? I ran into my dude at the expo. Wait, Vinny? Vinny B? Vegan Vinny? Yeah, he remixed his whole shit. Don't Don't say say that. Remixed his whole shit. It's it. I mean... It is about the gangster vegan movement. For the... Yeah, for the family, like... This... You know how they talk about Caucasians coming back and embodying... You know the the uh, uh, not Caucasians like the the spirit of us the ancestors coming back embodying the 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 the, uh, the husk of a Caucasian just to have a Caucasian experience. Well, that's Vinny right there. That's my people. We call him the Gray. He's gray. He's not white or black. I think he's right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, like you know that that's that's my that's that's my dude right there. You know what I mean? I remember when I walked through two fifth with him, Sonetta had a heart attack. Like that's people's right there. He was there when I met the mother of my son. You know what I'm saying? And he helped pay for uh he he took the tab when I took her to Cheesecake Factory. Like that's my G right there. You know? And my and he was monumental in right? He was monumental in the clothing my clothing business. So there you right. have it. He gave back. You know what I'm saying? Caucasian gave back to the God. You know, that's my people's though. You know what I'm saying? I got to tell Vinny, man, we we going to holler at him, man. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, like I said, man, it's 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 a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's, it's 940. I know that we got to get into the show. Before yeah. I do so, you know, I can't help but um, make mention of <clears throat> the news that I've been seeing. It is very disheartening, and I'm not going to let a mo- another moment go by without, you know, making some mention of it. Uh, this show yes. is almost dedicated to the life, the legacy, the spirit of the six-month-old Janila Watkins, okay? So, you know, I want to dedicate um, the rest of the season to that baby you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna even get into, you know, the whole over dramatic aspect things of how can this happen and this is happening and we need the intervention and all of that. I'm just wanna honor the spirit of this baby, you know, who is obviously, you know, a sign from above, from beyond, wherever you wanna say, however you wanna call it, you know, for this baby to have survived in the womb of her mother while the mother was pregnant and she got shot, and then this baby comes into the world and and gets killed, you know what I'm saying? Six months into her beautiful, glorious life, like nah, you need to build an alt in your crib and set something up, you know what I'm saying? For 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 the for the life of this child, who embodies so many more things than we could even imagine. You know, I don't even have the full understanding of what was meant by the short life that was lived by this child, but it was monumental, it was meaningful, and, you know, 
it is to be honored and held it is to be uplifted. You know what I'm saying? And what you yeah. need to do in regards to how you want to honor the, the legacy and the life of this child or what type of change you want to make in regards to you feeling appalled about the story, you know, you are compelled as an individual to do such. I'm not in the place nor the position to tell you how you should move about that. I'm just saying that in regards to what I want to do. Yes, yes, indeed. I dedicate this program to that baby. And I'm going to do something a little bit more effective beyond just a dedication. And, you know, I'm sure that it'll come to me in terms of what I have to do or what we can do collectively. But it, yeah. it's just, it's, it's you know, it's just one of those things, man. Damn. Yeah, um, for the family who may not be aware of what the brother's talking about, just for clarification purposes, there was another senseless murder in Chicago that they called Chirac. And this time, it, it was it was involved a six-month baby on Chicago's south side, and a child at six months was shot five times. You know, and um, the brother said he came on the show last week and talked about the difficulties that he encountered, you know what I mean, trying to go up in Chicago and um, teach the youth out there. But, uh, you know, he uh, spoke about his resilience and his dedication to, you know, put some boots on the ground. It needs to be more than just him at the end of the day because at the end of the day, you know, he is effective, but it just can't be him. There needs to be more brothers and sisters really doing something for the epidemic of, you know, the, the, the genocide that's taking place in Chicago, especially. Now, we know things are going on all over the world. Like the, the sister said, kill walkie. They're killing people on the corner. But we know that the babies, the babies, you understand? The babies in Chicago are more at danger of being shot and killed than the babies in Iraq and Afghanistan at this point. That's a problem. So, you know, once again, I hope this is I hope this story isn't taken the same way that other stories have been taken, you know what I mean, and commercialized. But um, you know, this is just senseless. First it was the other sister, Hadaya Pendleton the 16-year-old who attended the inauguration, you know, and I'm sure that there were many other uh, teenagers and young adults who were, whose lives ended prematurely after her. And then we have a six-month-old child being shot five times. Now, we cover our brains around why these things are happening and the, and being in the ninth gate and Cali yeah, do good. You know, yeah, it's it's don't don't it's don't glorious. even waste my time. It appears, yeah, it appears to be glorious when it happens to Tupac. You know what I'm saying? He could walk away from it, but a six month old. You know what I mean? And and I don't again, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to go into the politics of, you know, what her father may have done or you know what I mean? like I can't even begin to stretch my imagination to try to qualify some shit like that. You know what I mean? I just what I'm saying is that it was it was it was tragic in regards to you know it, it just come on family. 
you know. That yeah. shit is crazy. So yeah, crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, with that being said, um, let's go ahead and launch the show. You know what I mean? It's going to be a very yeah. interesting oh, Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, you know, the the young boy in Brooklyn, I believe. Yeah, Flatbush. Got killed by the police from the bush. Yeah. Bush and they was rioting. Right. Yeah, they turned it up in the bush. Shout out to the bush. They not they not gonna sit on their thumbs. You know what I'm saying? Nah, they Black not. not they not built like that. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna turn it up. So you know what I mean the pigs got something on their hand they gotta deal with because you know Imani Imani Gray. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um murked them this weekend and you know this is where originally peeling they was peeling pigs' wigs back a long time ago, all through the bush. You know what I mean? We was coming up, so they got they got they got an issue on their hands, and I hope you know what I'm saying. I hope they give them exactly what they're looking for, because mm-hmm. enough is enough. You know what I mean? Like like the brother said, George Jackson. No, yeah. Three of yours for one of mine. So you know. I hope yeah. they make them pay that bill in blood. And for anybody that attended the event in Atlanta this weekend, both Brother Polite's and Brother Seti's event, just drop in the chat room to turn out how it was. If anybody was in the building, you know, feel free to share what it is that you uh, walked away with, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, all of these events and things that are going on, is it's, it's really going to be a hot summer. You know what I mean? I already... I could I could take the temperature at this point, and I know that um, a lot of the information, you know what I'm saying, and a lot of these organizations have a lot of work on their hands. You know what I mean? They need to be supported. Your phone um, is kind of cracking. Really? It's kind of like it's getting emotional. Yeah. My phone is emotional. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is they they just got work to do, you know what I mean? And for the brothers and sisters that are in those cities or in those towns, the organizations who could bring these people out there, you know, we need we they 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 need to get on their job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we get on we, their job. We, we will be headed to Chicago, you know what I'm saying? We we got a date coming up. It's not solidified as of yet, but we are booked to be on our way to Chicago, so we are going to be putting boots down in the shy town. You know what I'm saying, and putting our best foot forward, and seeing what's what's the possibilities. You know, what can we do in regards to reaching some of the youth? You know, and if we reach and one, then our job is done. So, you know, what I'm saying, right. and even if we reach none, our job the job is still done. Just going there to do the work. You know, what I'm saying to put in that work, put the best foot forward to be heard, you know what I'm saying, to speak truth. That's all that's being asked. That's all that can be expected at this point. So, yeah. No doubt. Well, let's get it in, man. Let's start this show. All right? Let's do it. Okay. Join us tonight on Know the Ledge Radio as we welcome Baba New Mensah, 
world-renowned author, Egyptian voodoo priest, and lecturer. What is agnosticism? Gnosticism, and what does it have to do with the New World Order? Why is it that the cultures and civilizations of antiquity are so different from the dominant cultures and civilizations of today? Come and understand why there is such a vast difference between contemporary cultural paradigms and those of antiquity. All right? So, yes, sir. Hopefully we could cover some of the, uh, you know, hopefully tonight's topic will answer some of the questions that were posed earlier in this introduction about the, you know, just the, the current events that we see taking place. You know what I'm saying? So um, without any further ado, family, we welcome Brother Baba Nu Minsu. Call it from the 718-696. Peace. Good evening, everyone. This is Baba Nu Hiri Minsu Goon. I want to thank the uh, Pills for their show. Um, you know, it's a really, really popular show. And, you know, I'm not new to blog talk. It's a very innovative tool. You know, um, for those out there who have never heard of me, um, I'm an author of three books. Uh, It's a three-part series now called The God Genes Decoded. I'm also a traditional uh, indigenous African priest um, initiated into uh, several traditions. One is the Yoruba tradition as a Babala initiated to Ifa. I'm also initiated into the Haitian Vudan tradition as a uh, Ungan. Um, you know, in 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 these traditions, when you come to these indigenous traditions, uh, these are Gnostic traditions. You are supposed to learn certain things about yourself. Uh, divination is supposed to be cast for you so that you have an understanding of your purpose and your uh, destiny. Now, as it relates to the topic of the show tonight regarding agnosticism and Gnosticism, these indigenous cultures and surviving traditions are Gnostic, um, you know, in the sense of what they represent and what people get access to, as opposed to uh, contemporary cultures and even the contemporary state of the world's major religions. And, you know, um, it gives people an opportunity. It it is supposed to give people an opportunity and an entrance uh, in a step-by-step manner into the Gnostic paradigm of antiquity, which does lay at the foundation uh, of evolution, human civilization, and the progression of events that have led up to what is being called the new world order. Um, you know, many of us uh, who walk away from the world's major religions, we usually walk away with anger. We, we usually walk away feeling jilted. And it's a process of coming to realization and understanding of, you know, where the planet is now, how it got to that point, and why. Because there is a reason. Um, 
you know, decisions were made above, you could say, our heads as human beings as to how human civilization would be designed to facilitate a particular evolutionary destiny or goal for humanity in general. And most people who walk away from the contemporary, let's call it agnostic cultures, religions, etc., usually don't make it, uh, you know, to that point. We usually stay at the point of being angry, at looking at it, at cursing it, at insulting it, and we get caught up in a whole lot of, you know, religion is bad, spirituality is better, religion is a prison for the mind, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 yakety smackety. And, you know, I've I I as a reader, as a researcher, as a writer, as a priest, from my own personal edification and from my own personal evolution, understanding and comprehension, I do continual study and meditation on these things. And you know, as time goes along, the Neteru, the Loa, the Orishas, and the ancestors, they will drop you little hints here and there. They will come in and speak to you about certain things so that you can un- understand that outside of your anger and frustration, there is or there was a very good reason for this and for that. And it's important that you continue your studies, that you work through your frustration, and you try to get to a point of reconciliation with things. This is one of the major uh, um, goals that I've set forth in my uh, books, The God Genes Decoded. Um, you know, I was listening into some of the things that were being said. Uh, in the show about, you know, what's going on with predominantly black people in certain areas and the type of um, calamities that befall them. And these calamities have always been a part of life. Danger has always been a part of life. It has never stopped being a part of life. When you study the Gnostic cultures and... um, I I should really take a time out to explain Gnosticism as opposed to agnosticism. Gnosticism or Gnostic means to know. It you know, agnosticism means one who does not know. Well, an agnostic is one who does not know, one who is blind, one who is in the dark. A Gnostic is one who knows, one who is enlightened. The early civilizations, the pre-agnostic civilizations of humanity are are ones in which um, the revelation of the living universe, the deities, uh, whether they were angels or demons, whether they were beings from different planets and solar systems, uh, these things were commonly known to a vast majority of the people in the population. And the interaction with, uh, you know, beings that were, you could say, non-human, whether they were 
under the earth, uh, whether they were in the skies, in the clouds, in the heavens, in the planets, in the suns, in the stars, in, in the moons, this was common, uh, commonly a- a- accepted for the average human being in the civilization. Um, you know, it was common for the average person in these ancient civilizations, Gnostic civilizations, to have shrines to their ancestors, shrines to uh, specific deities, and so on and so forth. Now, um, many different types of beings in that 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 existed outside of human civilization and even outside of planet Earth intervened into the life of man, and it came to a point where it was very difficult to achieve a unity came to a point where it was very difficult to control, you could say control and unify human civilizations to 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 eventually have a complete unity of all the nations, all the different continents on earth, meaning that the purpose of agnosticism, the purpose of having these uh this what we call agnostic culture is to better facilitate unifying all of humanity under as one nation, one people and one family. Um, you know, a couple of years ago I watched a documentary by uh Christian scholars and what they stated was there was a gradual uh taking out of names of different deities out of the Bible because if people knew the names of these different deities, they could appeal to these different deities, and these deities would listen, and they would intervene. Now, this is my experience as a traditional priest. Knowing the name of a deity, calling upon that deity, over 90% of the time, I get an answer, and over 90% of of the time, I get a yes, I, I will help you, and as a priest, I know exactly what to do when a deity says, yes, I will help you. And you receive what's called ashe. Ashe is the word acts, meaning you receive a weapon. You get weaponized. You get tools, techniques, and tactics that a lot of people have no defense against. So if you have a civilization where all types of people are having all types of access to all different types of beings, who are giving them tools and techniques for an advantage, it becomes very, very difficult to achieve order. And so understanding that agnosticism, which means to not know, to to reduce the average person's access to power, to ashe, was to facilitate, was to make it easier for the leaders of civilization to control the population, to dictate how they control the population. And yes, it's everybody has the right to say that the current state of human affairs is terrible. I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't argue. Matter of factly, I have to um 
I have a question, and this is, has agnosticism gone too far? And we have to look at the leadership, meaning that people, human beings, having flaws, they do things, they make mistakes, and oftentimes they go too far in what they're trying to do, and they make the, the situation worse, you know, bad, and thus now we need something better. We need solutions that, you know, help things. So, you know, when you hear about, you know, children being shot and this happening, that that are uh, happening, it, there was a time where the average, if you study E.A. Wallace Budge's Amulets and Superstitions, and you look at the cultures of an antiquity, almost every single child in these cultures receive protection from death. Mm-hmm. receive protection from weapons, receive protection from demons. We have a, a population that's called them black people, dark-skinned people, melanated people who are the underdogs. And, and, and generation after generation, they have not uh, been ingrained with the use of tools and techniques to protect them against danger. Furthermore, they have been ingrained with an inferiority complex and a particular segment of the human population is uh, privileged to live in a certain state uh, economic. They are safer, uh, they dress better, they, they feel better about themselves. So in a sense, there is less danger So even though, by and large, they might be living an agnostic life without certain protections, the state of their life is better. So how we are going to change this tide, even though this was necessary to bring in a new world order, is is for me, it's an interesting topic. Um, You know, I heard you guys talking about uh, I guess like certain stones and jewelry and stuff that uh, people wear, you know this 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 type of jewelry wearing stones and wearing copper, you know it was meant to help with the circuitry of of the body to uplift the mind to uplift uh, your uh, thoughts to help with circulation to help you to be a a better person. Now you know most people see jewelry as a status of I, I can afford this, I can afford that, where in the past, jewelry was to protect you. It was to, pro- it was to protect you from other people's negative thoughts. Uh, jewelry would be imbued with the spirit of a certain deity that had a skill to, to, to protect you from specific things. Now, uh, you know, it's just mainly for decoration, and that is agnostic culture. So, you know, wanting people to understand that, you know, one, there was a purpose for, mm-hmm. you know, the New Covenant or the New Testament. When you read over the Bible, you have an Old Testament, you have a New New Testament, mm-hmm. and this was agreed upon up in the heavens. This wasn't simply something that a bunch of corrupt human beings got together and said, let's oppress humanity 
Let's make them stupid and let's make them their life into suffering and 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 uh, pain and uh, destroy their life. There was a there was a divine purpose, but you have to understand still. Human beings are still human beings, and even though we want to feel good about ourselves and we need to feel good about ourselves so we can do better things, understanding humanity and planet Earth relative to other places in the universe will help you to understand how this thing can easily go off track, how it can be abused, because agnosticism has been abused severely by the Western world, and that's the current state of uh, life in many, many civilizations and nations across planet Earth. Wow. Now, in regards to, you know, what's going on in Rome, can we use that as a backdrop? Can you explain what happened to Gnosticism in regards to the rise of Christianity, or for that matter, Roman Church Catholicism. Well, you know, um, it it was it was at the Council of Night at the Council of Nicaea that agnosticism was in, enshrined as the new paradigm for Christianity. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Constantine's Constantine's brother uh, joined the agnostic sect at. At this point, agnostic uh, Christians were being persecuted. They were being killed. And from my research, this was a tactic, meaning that they still had to engage in certain things to bring in this agnostic paradigm. You know, Rome, which uh, the, the Roman Catholic Church is the survival of the Roman Empire which is the survival of the Greco-Roman Empire and the Greek Empire. So we had a particular group of people who were, you know, rising to power as a distinct uh, tribal or family group. Uh, these, these people, they got the upper hand in terms of uh, power and control and they were the ones who decided, even you can say, how this agnosticism was going to look, who was going to be included into its power structure. They decided that at the Council of Nicaea. And the cultures that were not properly represented or the nations that were not properly represented were specifically African nations. And that is part of the reason why uh, up until recent history, predominantly across the continent of Africa, the cultures look predominantly Gnostic. And they look predominantly Gnostic not simply because, um, you know, they wanted to go against uh, the so-called New World Order or the way that things were going to be done, but because at, at the Council of Nicaea with what the Romans did, Africans were not being given a fair share of the division of power 
and the representation of African peoples. So they stuck as much as they could with their, um, you know, cultures. We have in in North Africa, you, you have to study the history of nations like Ethiopia and why it retained the name Ethiopia, which at one point the entire continent of Africa was called Ethiopia. And in Ethiopia, they they had their own, uh, you could call it agnostic culture. They had their own uh, pope. You know, if you know Coptic Christianity is, the leader of the Coptic Church, which is on the continent of 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 Africa is a pope, and they 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 did that be, because they um, the the Roman Catholic Church, along with other you could say nations that sided with them, refused to represent and allow African people to equally or fairly share in the power structure. You know, he, yes, they had in in the past several, uh, you know, black popes. So we have to realize that there was uh, con- there was there there was contention. Um, there was a wrestling of you know how to do this. You know, but by and large, the um, how we say things fell apart. It's like you might hear in this country that the Republicans and the Democrats are trying to unify better so they could run the uh, country, but it never really happens. Um, you know, whether that's a dog and pony show or not, it's similar to what was going on in the region between the older uh, cultures and nations of what is called the Oriental world, meaning Africa and Asia, and what was developing in the what is being called the, the Middle East. But even the cultures in North Africa, they were fully aware of the agnostic covenant of the fact that there had to be a new style of civilization whereby there was way less, meaning that Gnosticism had to become a cult. And many of the practices of what we know as Gnosticism had to be uh, in the in the underground, done behind closed doors, done at night in the dark, away from the general population. Blue Bill, you there? Yes, indeed. And in regards to, you know, what you were speaking of, that sounds more like what we would term a quote-unquote witch hunt, you know what I'm saying? And people had to go underground. We know the Gnostics had to take the information underground, and a lot of people have identified with the Gnostics had in possession as remnants of, you know, of, of what Kemet had, or what the priest and Kemet had. Now, in regards to where we're at at this particular time, you know, and the fact that um, 
I would be one to think maybe that the church doesn't have that much sway over the mental of the world, per se, you know, is more so has the, uh, you know, its influence is more so felt and seen in Africa and, and, you know what I'm saying, in different parts of the Americas by way of South and Central America and what have you. You know, can you use that in comparison in terms of what the church is going through now and the fact that a lot of what they're teaching and, and how they're moving has to be underground as opposed to out front and center. Are we seeing somewhat of like a role reversal with Christianity become the new Gnosticism? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that, and I wouldn't say that because so much money goes into steering human civilization that oftentimes we are looking at events from the outside and we don't know what is working on the ground. Rome is fully integrated and vested into Western civilization by and large. Um, In terms of the Roman Catholic Church and its influence into um, you know, let's call them third world countries, you know, um, that is to continue to, you know, break people away from the Gnostic paradigm. Um, you know, if if you understand and you look at missionary work, the things that missionaries do and the tactics that they do, you know, what, with the church is under attack primarily, and when we speak of the church, we're speaking of the Roman Catholic Church, because white people have had enough of having their children raped. White people, what we call white people or Caucasian people, are the financially dominant race in the Western world. And that gives them a voice. The church is the church, the Roman Catholic Church has abused its power and this is causing it to lose a lot of its, as a Roman Catholic Church organization, a lot of its um, good, good, good faith with the people. But the Roman Catholic Church as a corporation, as an institution, is fully integrated and vested into the the Western world, and it is very, very wealthy. It's not an easy, it's not easy for the Roman Catholic Church to truly lose its power. More than likely, a white part of civilization will probably be the only way that an institution like the Roman Catholic Church can really be destroyed or a wipeout of, let's say, Western civilization itself. Because, you know, you have the church as a religious organization, but then you also have 
the church as a partner, a business partner into Western civilization. And I know that you guys have done a lot of shows showing you uh, people about whether it's the Moors and the conquistadors and how these lands were conquered and America being a corporation and, and, and the ruling bloodlines and the Federal Reserve and, you know, all these type, types of things. Uh, these business ventures, they're flowing to the coffers of the Roman Catholic Church, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, the Roman Catholic Church, specifically as a church with, with a congregation, it doesn't, it doesn't need that to survive financially. The Roman Catholic Church has so many um, institutions in so many Western nations where it is making money. Rehab clinics, a lot of rehab clinics, a lot of halfway houses are owned by the Roman Catholic Church, meaning people are shuffled out of prison into these halfway houses, those 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 institutions are owned by the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, you know, when people are taken to certain places for, uh, you know, mental illness and these type, types of things, a lot of those places are owned by the Roman Catholic Church, which gets funded from people's tax dollars. So the Roman Catholic Church has several ways of making lots of our money. Um, will the Roman Catholic Church... Uh-huh. Yeah, to, to um, just to interject very quickly, Taj Tariq Bay often calls, you know, the IRS the Inquisition Revenue Service and explains that, you know, the taxes go to Rome. You know what I'm saying? They go to the Queen and they go to Rome. So to see both of those entities befalling at the same time, you know what I mean, it's kind of like it was symbolic. Especially, and it was during tax season as well. <laughs> so Right. Um, now, so in terms of the promotion of agnosticism by the Roman Catholic Church, it's heavily funded. Now, I'm not certain if, um, you know, places like Hollywood and, uh, you know, but if you look at television, the mass media, and the educational system of Western cultures, it promotes agnosticism, which is, um, you know, you know, one God or no God or, you know, atheism. Um, When you look at so-called spirituality and new age and how much it is influenced to not be in harmony with indigenous cultures, you know, um, you can, you still have to understand how much this agnostic uh, way of, Designing cultures is heavily funded through Hollywood, the book publishing industries, um, the the educational system, and so on and so forth. And of course, through the church, which they claim has like 1.2 billion f- 
followers around the uh, world. Indeed. Um, that is, you know, it's a lot of power. It's definitely, definitely a lot of power. Yeah. You, um, you know, we could talk about science and the Roman Catholic Church, you know, owned the vast majorities of research labs and observatories in Europe as Europe was was developing um, as a distinct culture and moving away from the indigenous cultures of Europe, which uh, J.R. Tolkien, in his movie, um, Lord of the Rings, you know, his, his job was to show that Europe itself has, you know, had an had a Gnostic cultural paradigm. You know, this was wiped out by the Roman Catholic Church, but the Roman Catholic, yeah, the Inquisition, you know, um, hundreds of thousands of women were burnt at the stake who had the knowledge of all types of herbs used to cure all, all types of illnesses, um, and, and and a red pill was saying that you know this is talked about in Hansel and uh, and uh, yeah and you know if you look at things like not just Greek mythology but you know um, a lot of the story books that comes out of you know like England it helps you if you can look past it just being a storybook for our kids to see that these people were in contact with beings like fairies, gnomes, elves, uh, fawns, griffins, uh, centaurs, you know, and all of these beings are real beings, you know, dragons, you know, dr you know, many of these, be many of these beings still live within the earth in different regions. But, this knowledge became mythologized. It became rendered as myth and as fantasy, and it got distilled into children's stories to inspire children, but at the same time, it's just a story. It's not real. The Roman Catholic Church pioneered institutionalizing, um, you know, an agnostic culture by mythologizing the uh, truth about how people's lives were back in ancient Europe, you know, as well as people who kept to, to the culture being not just branded as pagan, but paganism being seen as being evil, as being wrong, as being bad, as being, as being you know, uh, devil worship. This was this was all, you know, meant to meant to bring in an agnostic paradigm. But still, the Roman Catholic Church had observatories that kept track of the stars. The Roman Catholic Church collected and stored a lot of information 
and books on these agnostic cultures. As a matter of a fact, if you go to the Roman Catholic Church's website, you can get a lot of good information on different deities, uh, different angels from different ancient cultures. Indeed. Indeed. So, again, you know, they seem to be in the business of cataloging information and making it available with one hand and then at the same time saying, you know, these things don't exist and nobody should pay attention to them. And, you know, people have, you know, said that they burn all the evidence of such when all along they're just cataloging it and controlling information because as long as you can control the flow of information or the validity of such in the minds of the masses, then you can also control the masses. Mm-hmm. So, right. So you know, um, one of the things that I I did, and one of the roles that I played, because much of much much of Africa stayed in a Gnostic paradigm, and Gnosticism was basically it was maligned. It was made to look bad. It left a stigma amongst a lot of people who identify themselves as part of the black or African race. So it had to be it it has to be resurrected. It's its beauty and its wisdom has to be shown and its purpose so that people can be inspired as a people, where our history and our contributions, by and large, as a people, lies in the Gnostic paradigm of human civilization. The vast majority of our accomplishments as a people lie in the Gnostic paradigm of human civilization. So it's very important that we take a fresh look at it understand and appreciate the way that we did it as a people because so many of us and let's be honest a lot of us are caught up in the agnostic paradigm a lot of us are arguing and debating over what's real and what's not real but when we study the cultures of our ancestors and the glory days of our ancestors is predominantly in the times where Gnosticism was the predominant cultural paradigm. So it's important to respect it, us to have a glory and an inspiration as a, a people and, and, and not stay, um, you know, stuck in the contemporary cultural paradigm, which is agnostic, because we don't share in the power institutions of the agnostic world. We weren't given a seat at at the table as a people in general, um, Oriental people, African and Oriental people um, in the West were not given a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Our legacy and contributions to civilization lie in the lie in the Gnostic period of human history, and it's very very interesting because 
is something that a lot of us is a thought, is an idea, and a realization that a lot of us don't think about. At the same time, the 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 agnostic period of human civilization it has its purpose. It's not an evil, and we still have to understand and respect that covenant and pioneer a way to balance it. And this is what I I did primarily in volumes one and two of the Guardians Decoded. Volumes three is much more Gnostic than volumes one and two. What volumes one does is it synthesizes the Gnostic paradigm and wisdom with contemporary science, with the contemporary educational system that the average person in Western culture receives so that people can see that even in Western culture or even in the agnostic culture, the Gnosticism is still there. A lot of what we were going to school and learning, you know, in ancient Egypt you had universities that had up to 80,000 students. They were learning physics, chemistry, biology, but they were learning it in an in a Gnostic way. You're still learning physics, chemistry, biology, and math in order to be a producer and in order to rise up the economic level in Western civilization, in order to feel a sense of accomplishment. So restoring that and helping people to understand even that, yes, we did that too. You know, um, we had music, dance, theater, but we learned it from an agnostic, I'm sorry, we learned it from a Gnostic perspective. Like things like Tai Chi and yoga are more Gnostic than they are agnostic. So when you are going, uh, like, for instance, when you are playing certain instruments, they are tuned to different chakras, like different notes are tuned to different chakras. And they affect different chakras, and you have to utilize different chakras to produce different notes when you are singing. This is what has become the Kabbalistic occult and alchemical arts. This has become a cult and Gnostic. Most people who learn music, they don't learn about these things. But when we learned it in our Gnostic paradigm of culture, this is what we were learning. How sound manipulates the chi and the circuitry of the body. How the talismans and jewelry manipulates the chi and the circuitry of the human body. How it helps to um, grow your crown chakras and your angel guide and ori, ba, and these types of things. So it helps us as a people whose history lies primarily in the Gnostic period of human culture to re-embrace it, to feel good about it, and to even find a way to once again capitalize on it. 
because we have to capitalize on it and we have to still use it. Anytime you're talking about helping people, you're still talking about healing them. And anytime you're talking about healing people, you're still dealing with the physiology, the biochemistry, and the alchemy of the human body. And learning it from a Gnostic perspective gives you a better advantage. Okay. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The brother's taking a quick water break. While he's doing that, family, I would kindly ask if you can, if uh, any of the families in front of a computer, just go ahead and update your Facebook page. You know what I mean? Share the link. Uh, know the Ledge Radio, share the link on your Facebook page. Let them know to tune in because this information is being dispensed right now. It's definitely something we can all benefit from. You know what I mean? Even your Christian family can use this. Hey? Yes. Um, you know, we often hear about the world's three major religions and a lot of us on the path you know, um, you know how many people ask, you know, why are these called the world's three major religions? You know, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. Mm-hmm. And for those who've done the research, they all have their roots in the Gnostic uh, paradigm of human civilization and even prior to human civilization and the formation of the solar system what we have currently are the, you could say, you could call it the agnostic forms and the perversion thereof and the making of these three three uh, cultures, our uh, com to combat and conflict with each other. But when you study the Gnostic paradigm of human culture, if you really understand the origins and roots of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, you will know that they all dwell in harmony. Um, In Volume 3 of my book, I went over the origins of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism in the Sirius star system and the red, white, and blue. Um, the white is Christianity, the red is Judaism, and the blue is Islam. Uh, Islam originates from Emayatolo. Judaism originates from Patolo, and Christianity originates from Sigitolo. These are the three planets that dwell at the center of the universe, which is called the jet pillar of the universe. One of these planets is the body, the home of Osiris and and Isis, or Osir and Oset. One of these planets is the body of Ptah, Sekhmet, and and the other one is the body of Tehuti, Sishat, Sufi, Eabut, and Ma'at. This is the red, white, and blue that you see on the uh, on the American flag, which you can find in ancient Kemet. And that flag represents the unity. 
that flag represents the unity of these three so-called religions. And what agnosticism did under the Roman Catholic Church is that it put these three religions and cultures at war with each other to make it easier to divide and conquer humanity. When, when in fact, these three religions are necessary for people at different places. I've been doing a lot of research on the purpose of these three so-called religions and cultures. Christianity predominantly is to unify people. It's the beginning point. Uh, Islam is for, Islam has a lot to do with love, a lot to do with the use of music, a lot to do with science and philosophy and education yeah, and the, discipline. Uh, and, you know, have roles as well. Yeah. Uh, Judaism has a lot to do with giving disadvantaged people an advantage. That's what Jude, like Judaism is like affirmative action for underprivileged people. And it's necessary. If you come along in an already established power structure, how are you going to get a place? You need an advantage. So who needs Judaism right now? Black people do. When it was created, remember, a lot of people were serfs. Yeah, I'm just saying to keep in mind that when these religions, when these religions were created, we have to keep in mind that the condition of the world and the people of the world at that point, you know, they were uh, vast, illiterate, um, serfs, you know, people were indentured servants, you know what I mean, uh, things of that nature. They, they, you know what I'm saying, niggas wasn't balling like they are now, so that's, that's definitely on point with the brothers dropping. We'll continue. Yeah, so, you know, to um, try to bring it together, I've reached a point where I don't want to throw out the baby with the bath water, and this is happening a lot with people on the path, whereby let's just curse Christianity is nonsense. Let's just curse Judaism is nonsense. Let's just attack Islam is nonsense. We are looking at people, human beings, attempting to practice something that emanates from beyond this planet. And we are looking at people perverting it and messing it up and confusing it and using it for commercial means and gains. We are not looking at its origins, its purpose, its original intention. But there are actually books out there, and there have been books out there that prove and show the origins. Most people that I know who have done very good study of ancient Egypt they all know that Christianity comes from Osir, Oset, and Heru. Like, that's just obvious. They all know that Islam obviously comes from Tehuti, who is called Allah Tehuti or Yah Tehuti. It, it is pretty clear. Judaism was is a bit more difficult to place. It has a lot to do with Eshu. Judaism has meaning being able to place Judaism has a lot to do with the deity issue. 
which many people know through Yoruba culture. Eshu, Yusu, Asus, Zeus, etc. A movie was recently made where Zeus favored Perseus. Mm-hmm. And Perseus, yeah, clashed of the Titans, and the Titans were obviously black. Hyperion in the movie is really a black man and represents the age of black people as leaders. Zeus favored Zeus's issue. Zeus favored Perseus, meaning Perseus now represents Judaism and being given a favor, being being chosen. Meaning that yes, Jews to to be dogmatic to to uh, keep with the the, the dogmatic statement, a Jew has nothing to do with your race. A Jew is a person or people who have been chosen by very powerful beings, gods or goddesses, so they can get an advantage. You can be white, black, blue, green, tall, short, male or female. If you've been given special favor by very powerful beings, that's what makes you a Jew. And you and you are being favored because you need it. Without it, you will never see the light of day of success. Because there's a power structure that already exists that will not acknowledge you. And this is what these so-called people were facing when they came into contact with so-called African people who had been around for tens of thousands of years building civilizations having armies, having weapons, having schools, having all types of institutions already established, they really could not fairly compete. And any rational person who studies history will see this. Now, as it relates to Gnosticism and agnosticism, agnosticism was, as I said, it was developed to reduce the the average citizen in the nation's access to power and place the majority of the power, wisdom, and techniques into the hands of the people who were controlling the nation to build up very large empires. Yeah, we still with you, brother. Yeah, um, any questions? Anybody want to uh, I mean, pick my brain? Know, uh-huh. You, you, you dropped some profound information, so I'm using that information and recalibrating what I already think that I quote-unquote know. And um, just, you know, it, it's just positioning. It's just right. positioning this, this new paradigm that you drop it on us. So I'm definitely sure that there, you know, there are definitely some hands up in the call queue. We're going to get to some callers real soon. People in right. the chat, family in the chat, if you have any questions, feel free to drop your questions in the chat as well. And we can ask the brother some questions uh, as we go along. Um, talk more about this new world order. The new world order. Yes. 
um, you know, what the new world order is supposed to be. You know, um, I I can recall years ago in, you know, reading about what was the original purpose of Roman Catholicism. And the original purpose of Roman Catholicism was to actually unify all the cultures, tribes, and human beings of planet Earth under one nation. Isn't that surprising? I, I mean, when you look at it now, it doesn't look that way. You know, it looks like a bunch of crazy males just taking advantage of people. Mm-hmm. But its intention was to unify the planet under one nation which is what we know as a new world order, having a unity of nations, having something such as a UN, having a unity of the armies of the world so that it can it can be better policed and protected. And like I said, you don't want to throw out the baby with the bath water. This is something that I saw was one of the biggest mistakes as what I call indigenous people or black people were making in dealing with the current state of human human affairs, where they were, how they were being treated, and trying to address the issues. I've seen many people throw out the baby with the bath water. I don't, you know, say that the new world order in and of itself is evil. I, I would prefer to say it's being done wrong. Is being led by uh, people who who really need to cool off a bit, who really need to sit down and ask themselves, am I really making planet Earth a better place? Like, is it really a good idea to allow pornography to be part of my civilization? Really? Really? Is it really a good idea to use homosexuality to reduce the human population. You know, but I've been personally told that they've gone off track. Meaning, it's been confirmed to me that they were given the power to bring in a new world order, but they've gone off track. And it's obvious that they've gone off track. So the initial intention or the initial instruction was something the power was giving for them to unify it under a banner that would be conducive to the growth and development of natural uh, indigenous people under one banner under the church I can I mean me personally I can't you know can you repeat that when you're saying that there was permission given or a particular mandate that was allowed, and I'm guessing that you mean from celestial forces that gave these people a particular directive and said unify the nations under one particular banner, okay, so they could move towards a particular goal or objective. And we are commenting and saying that they went off track and those things were perverted, you know, Part of me is saying, what else would 
you know, <laughs> like what else would be expected? And also, you know, why would such a group of people be given this particular power and this mandate, knowing that those things would not benefit the indigenous people of the earth and also the natural habitats of the earth? You know what I mean? So is the mandate that's coming from other places and celestial forces is it one that's conducive to the growth and development of natural habitats or the beings of, of indigenous people? That's, you know, when we look at what we call indigenous people and indigenous nations, and, you know, I tend to stick more with uh, Kemet because Kemet and Nubia at one point had a whole lot of power and in, in, and influence, you know, um, that stretched beyond its borders. Now, specifically the ancient Egyptians, the Kamur, they got very, very soft. They got very, very soft. Let's call them the nice people. And I'm serious. Let's call them the nice people. And, and 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 yeah, you know, niceness has its place. You know, let me be controversial. The average family in Kemet was polygamous because the women were nice. They weren't envious and jealous, wanted to scratch out the sister's eye because was she sleeping with the man too. They were very, very nice. That wasn't going to achieve a new world order. Conscripting armies out of really nice people, that was not going to achieve a new world order. And this is something that I was told. They were very, very nice. Um, They weren't too interested in developing very dangerous weapons that were necessary if you were going to bring in a new world order because you had to deal with very, very difficult people. But... Caucasian people were willing to do it for whatever reason. They were willing to do it, whether it was because they 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 were the underdogs, and that was the only way it was going to be done. And this had a big impact on how indigenous cultures and people came into, you know, the new developments for bringing in. New World Order. You know, um, you look at the conditions so-called, you know, bred and developed Caucasian people. It was very, very rough. It was very, very difficult. And you have to ask yourself if it wasn't necessary. Having achieved civilization for so long, do you start to get too soft to bring it home. Just posing the question, is it possible that we needed a challenge? And is it possible that we didn't rise to it? Because that's what I was shown. We is not that we couldn't have maintained power and had a place at the table. But yeah, we were not properly represented, but we couldn't force our way into being properly represented. We got 
outmatched by their armies. And that's the truth. We weren't willing to be as ruthless. We lost a lot of our edge that helped us to achieve civilization in the first place. By the time the new kingdom of Kemet came in, it was very, very soft. It still had its advantage above other developing nations because it was bigger, it was better fed, and it was better nourished, you know, economically and financially. It could conscript larger armies. But eventually, an army that's more ferocious, has better weapons, will defeat a larger army that's not as, you know, hard. Now, um, you know, um, expecting things to go perfectly is a flaw in thinking. Is a flaw in thinking. That's one thing. Also, when when we're talking about the Earth's natural e- ecosystem and these type type of things, natural is a word. This this is design. This is artificial design. Trees are artificial design. Lakes, all of these things. This is all technology. Um, this can be restored very very easily. It can be restored very, very easily. And the people who run the universe are ruthless enough to wipe out every single civilization and make a start from scratch. And it has happened several times. It has happened. Yeah, people don't understand that. This, this, where we at? Yeah, where we at with human civilization, the, the division of whether we want to call it races or tribes, the whole trying to achieve a one-world government, etc., it's not the first time. It's not the first time. Um, I remember years ago when a brother told me there's evidence of a nuclear bomb going off thousands of years ago. I'm looking at him like he sounds crazy. But, yeah, you know, there is evidence of advanced weaponry being deployed on this planet and causing massive destruction, wiping out ecosystems. There is evidence of uh, warfare involving spaceships over Earth, within Earth, bombing civilizations because things get out of hand. And they have different names for spaceships in different cultures, like Vimanas in the Hindu culture, or English translation like Sundis in Egypt as spaceships and warfare with spaceships and the type of technology that gets deployed, the type of weaponry. So, you know, we... it, it 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 takes a, a more well-rounded understanding of one planet Earth and where planet Earth is as a planetary system in the entire universe itself. 
planet Earth is used as a testing ground for a lot of things because it's a quarantine planet. Let's see what happens here. Because it's a quarantine planet. This is a prison planet. So when it comes to what has happened, you know, why they let it happen, how it has destroyed natural systems, et cetera, et cetera, it's planet Earth. What I was going to ask you is that from your contact, you know, with these with these entities or what have you, was it initially intended to be a prison planet or has it been co-opted to become a prison planet? Um, read the Dogon cosmology about the creation of this planet. Also read the Gnostic cosmology about the creation of, of this planet, both of which are in volume uh, one of my book. The Christian story of Lucifer is a true story. So from the time this planet formed as a planet, it was a, it was going to be used as a prison planet from the time it formed because it was not even supposed to be formed in the first place. It was a mistake that a certain person made who got bombarded by asteroids and comets and encased in stone. That's the story of Lucifer. I met Lucifer. So for all those people who think that Lucifer is real, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. There's a sun at the center of this planet. That's Lucifer's little ship that he lives in, and he's trapped in the center. And his job is to do the dirty work of purifying souls. It's a dirty job. He's been given a dirty job now for millions of years. That's his punishment. You know, I consecrated Tower last year. Tower is Lucifer's mother. And she told me what was happening as these twin sons, Lucifer and Aten. People know who is Aten. Aten is Odin. Odin is the sonship in the sky. What happens when, you know, scientists will tell you most stars in the universe roll as twins. They re, they they haven't found any single stars, but this one. So the the uh, twin. I think I got cut off. The twin to the star in the sky is in the center of this planet. And if you study evolutionary science on the development of this solar system will tell you there's a sun at the center of this planet. And one day, this will no longer be a planet anymore. It's going, to, it's going to be a sun. Well, that depends on unification and the new world order being successful. Further explain or elaborate, what do you mean by that? You know, how does that agenda tie into planetary evolution? Um, because the achievement of that success is the only way that Lucifer is going to be freed. 
you know, that's love, unity, love, a human family. All these different peoples, different races unifying. As opposed to being at war and calamity with each other. And you spoke about, you know, um, previous catastrophic events or, you know what I'm saying, nuclear bombs being set off, and that brings into mind the different accounts that come out of uh, India, Hindustan for that matter. And I want to ask, in your in your um, theology and your research, Marduk, can um, he fit into this picture? Are they just different names for these entities that you're talking about? Marduk is the leader of the 50 major stars in our universe. You know you have the 50 gates of Bina. Sometimes it's a 49 gates of Bina, which goes by the uh, third sphere of the tree of life. Well, Marduk is the leader. You know, you have the 50 oarsmen in the boat of Ra. Marduk is the leader. Okay. And, again, you know, what is the correlation or the connection to Lucifer or these, these entities that you're speaking about? You know, what role does Marduk play? What role do they play in this particular pantheon? Are they entities called by different names? Or are we talking about the same thing? Well, we're talking about different levels in the hierarchy of beings and people in the universe. And Lucifer is very, very low on the totem pole. Very, very low. You're not talking about the same people. Okay. There are 50 major stars that orchestrate evolution macrocosmically of the universe. It is, um, if you read over my book, this corresponds to anatomy, biology, and physiology, 50 polypeptide chains. Mm. This comes into, meaning that the universe macrocosmically is like a body. In fact, it is. It is like a biological, quote-unquote, biological organism. And they have found that, meaning that for a universe to be created, things, people, gods, goddesses, beings, whatever, had to discover, and through trial and error, the best way to put together large biological systems. And our bodies are based on this structure, on this mathematics. So I I I went over that in volume one of of the God genes decoded. How the biology macrocosmically of the universe relates to the biology of the human body. Yes. 
So, no, they're not the same people, but the structure used to to create, you know, planets, uh, suns, moons, etc., are spaceships. Matter-of-factly, there are submarines. You know the story of the yellow sub, the yellow submarine that is given to our kids because the yellow submarine is a sun. And the interstellar medium, the space between the planets and the stars, is hydrogen, but it's like water. As a matter of fact, the texture of the hydrogen molecule is the same texture as water. Due to some of the research that I've done, it's been said that the Earth is a prison planet because of the fact that we as spiritual beings having a human experience. Now, they say the first prison is the body because it restricts and prohibits the spirit from actually experiencing what the spirit naturally experiences, and that's freedom, being able to move around, teleport, fly, whatever, you know, go through physical things. The reason, us being restricted from walking through walls or walking off of a cliff and being able to fly like birds do and things of that nature and mimic other animals in nature, it's been said that we are here, you know, the famous quote that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. But some of the research that I did actually turned up to be that we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings having this human experience, but this human experience is not the ultimate experience. It, it's not the. It's, it's like you said. It's low on the totem pole in terms of experiences in this universe in the solar system. Can you expand on that? Wow, sounds like new age spirituality. Um, you know. You know, you uh, get into words like spirit and we are spiritual beings and having a human experience. And, you know, um, uh, some of us used to be different types of beings. Um, you you know, spirit as a term really, really throws people off relative to physical matter and structure. Where there's nothing that's not physical. So, um, you know, in terms of how you can put that concept in, into some in, into something real? A lot of us are beings of people that came from a world that was far more advanced on the evolutionary skills in life on planet Earth, and we've been exiled here. Some of us came here in spaceships. Uh, you know, some some of us were dragged off, thrown into spaceships that were shuttled across the universe and, you know, exiled on planet Earth. Some beings were, you know, just simply thrown down here. They were big, they were huge, they were powerful, and they just got thrown down here, slammed to the Earth, broke their wings, and went down inside and tried to survive in whatever state. So there's a lot of different, you know, ways that people, beings, Etc. Get down here and get exiled here on this uh, planet. Um, human being and the human form and the limitations of the human form presents 
an unavoidable opportunity to learn and develop different techniques that are more advanced. And, you know, some of us will display these, I call them mutations. And through uh, increasing your karmic bank account, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, incarnation after incarnation, you get to display and express better skills in the use of your human body and you get to evolve it and mutate it. I'm going to say the human body in volume three, which the reason why I said the book is more agnostic because it goes over the different divisions of the human body. Not the spirit. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I don't want to cut your wisdom, but we got two minutes remaining into the uh, 11-11 meditation. So I want to um, have you lead us into it, you know what I'm saying, because you are a priest and, you know, you, you, you prepare the way and open the way. And when we come back, I want you to find a selection from your book. From your book. And if you can, I want you to read a selection from it. But please, you got a minute. Uh, so do the honors, please. Let me go look. No, what he said is he wanted you to just lead the family on preparation into the uh, meditation to just to get ready. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I'll let the brother get, you know. All right, so when we come back, we'll read a passage from the book. Correct? Or do you, uh, are you saying, or are you saying you want him to read from the book instead of the, um, the chant, the own Pat Mion? We're going to do the meditation and we're going to come back and I want him to read an excerpt. At some point, okay. you know, before the evening is right. out. So, family, you can yourself for the meditation. We're going to jump right into it at this point. We will be back very shortly. All right, remember abdominal breaths. All right, still tap into that new moon energy. Get it? Money, 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 money
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, family. All right. Sogo Liquid Drops, SogoBiz.com. Again, Ocean14Corp.com, home of Seven Heaven Seamoss, Sogo Water. Please check us out, okay? Um, again, to the family, <laughs> I want to reiterate, 20 somewhat new water companies is what I bore witness to at this event. You know, ain't none of them doing nothing slick like putting minerals in the water. You feel me? They are just doing the, uh, you know, they just they 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 doing the regular regular. They just rolling out alkaline water, and um, yeah, it's just about it. And they use African gold. babies to sell it. Nah, they ain't got no gold. They ain't got no minerals. They ain't ah. caught up to that yet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we still are open. And, uh, you know, we got some things coming down the pipeline. Um, okay. You know me, I'm always interested to find out if the family's serious about doing something to not only create a lasting legacy, you know, for their children, but do something substantial in this day and age right here and now, you know, and we could feed some babies and some children as well, you know, right here. In the continental United States, right in South Central, you know what I'm saying? Right, right in, in Brownsville, right in Harlem. You know what I mean, yeah, it could be done. It could be done right now. So, well, but you gotta get that charity going. Hello. Yeah, yeah. It could be a conscious community charity. Nah, 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 nah. None of that. None of that. <laughs> none of that. None of that. You know what I'm saying? It has to be so much more bigger than that. And not not to take a shot at, you know, that or what have you, but health is universal, bro. You know what I mean? And, and no, I feel like you. your brother said, health is the new world order. In my book, you. you know what I'm saying? In my discipline, health is the new world order. And that's that's the campaign. You know what I mean? That's the campaign that I'm on. And like I said, my door is open. I welcome in those that want to journey along with me. And Dr. Sabi will be back very shortly to make his monumental announcement here on KTL Radio in regards to his movement that he's putting together, which is not, you know, just his movement. It's our movement as well. It's the family's movement. It's a world movement. You know what I'm saying? There's enough seats on that bus for everyone to get on to uh, Yuhura, you know? So he'll be back very shortly to speak about the specifications, what's, what's going to be needed, what's necessary to move this movement forward. You know, in the meantime, in between time, like I said, I'm out here putting the pieces together, laying the foundation. All right? Some big things about to pop off out west. All right, All right. two more words from our sponsors for the family. Tonight's show is sponsored by... Kings County, Kings County Foliers, all right? We are preparing to launch our spring line, um, actually the first day of the new year, the first day of spring on the 21st. We have the V-necks, short sleeve shirts, women's uh, fitted tees, baby doll tees. We have all colors, sky blue, purple, pink, red, gold, black, Blue, orange, neon green for everybody with with the new Nikes. We got the neon colors, 
and uh, we definitely going to turn it up. And we also have three new designs on deck. So that's Kings County dot B I G C A R T E L. That's BigCartel dot com, and Kings County is spelled K I N G Z K O U N T Y. We'll have a commercial coming real soon. Keep up with that. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have a voiceover. You know what I mean? Definitely gonna have a voice. I'm gonna make it real interesting. You know? Okay. Make it real interesting. So for the family had that has been supporting, I wanna say thank you, you know what I'm saying? Hotep, Hashe, you know what I mean? And I appreciate that. And for the future customers, you know, definitely come on board. You know what I mean? Like I said, Superman can't be Superman without his cape. Batman is just Bruce Wayne until he puts on his uniform. So where's yours at? You know what I mean? You got you need something to go with that arm. Huh? So get those shirts, those emblems, those sigils, those powerful talismans. And, um, you know, like we were talking about earlier with the copper and the jade and the, uh, the amethyst and all of these precious uh, stones and metals. Let's begin to adorn ourselves with our ancestors because the spirits and the power of our ancestors are contained within those sacred stones and metals. And another sponsor for the show tonight, of course, is our guest of the night, Brother Baba New, all right? And his website is Our Truth. And Our Truth is spelled like the Our Time, H O U R. T R U T H dot com. And on that website, you will be able to find a lot of stuff, including his magnum opus, The God Genes Decoded Volume 1, The God Genes Decoded Volume 2, and other items such as Hip Hop Nation CD and many other things. All right. So I dropped it in the chat room, but this is for the family in the archives. Our truth.com h-o-u-r-t-r-u-t-h.com and you know just get more information that will um put you in sync with what the brother has been dropping tonight all right so we're going to go ahead and continue the show once again family you get a chance update your facebook page or shoot you could tweet about it hmm? you could instagram your screen or share it with your yeah ATL Radio, you know, that's the Twitter um, handle. You know what I'm saying? You can follow us, friend us on Facebook, on the Nova Legs TV. All right? My heart. My heart. No, my heart. Girl, I know you <laughs> And you can click like on our fan page on Facebook. That's under Nova Legs TV. All right? You know, Nova Legs TV. Click on the fan page. We do have a, a monumental announcement coming up. I think it's on Friday. I think we're going to reach our milestone on Friday. But, um, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So, you know, we, we're going to talk yeah. to the family on Friday. Yeah. So we got, we got we got some big announcements to make. And that, that's going to be coming up real soon. But definitely check it out. And um, I'll drop the link in the chat room right now for the Facebook page. Hit like. So whenever we do the updates and things like that on our page and we drop information, you will be notified of such. And if you want to send any messages, if you have any events, if you have any products, 
the best way to get us, the best way to find us is on the Facebook page. All right, so let's continue with the program. You might as well want to call it. Good evening. Um, this is Babanu Hiri Mensa Ogun, a.k.a. R.A. Waldron, author of the God Genes Decoded Trilogy, the God Genes Decoded Volumes 1, 2, and 3, and uh, just before that wonderful break with that wonderful song, All My Nipa Me Home, which I've known and chanted for many, many years, which invokes our Buddha. Uh, Padime is another name for uh, Buddha. It's a rearrangement of the word Pata or Buddha. Um, but I was going to go over the uh, structure of the human body as it relates to the uh, dispensation of knowledge and wisdom during the Gnostic period of human civilization where there are nine major divisions of the human body that align with the Kabbalistic uh, tree of life. And the Kabbalistic tree of life is the major arrangement and design of our our macrocosmic universe. And um, back in ancient Kemet, you know, if people want to call it the soul or uh, spirit, we had, um, you know, a much more accurate and thorough, thorough explanation of anatomy. It's actually anatomy. You have your Ba, which is your angel guide, and that's your mercy. Um, it is your angel guide that is embedded with your uh, destiny and purpose. And when you keep your angel guide close to you by anointing your head with perfume, um, you know, or oils, you know, keeping your hair nice, uh, even if it's going to be locked, you should really, really groom it as nice as possible. And you should clean your head as much as you possibly can. Uh, this is what keeps your uh, angel guide, uh, you know, nested in your crown chakra area, because uh, your angel how does guide. How does one clean their head? Pardon me. I said, how does one clean their head? You you uh, clean your head with. Um, if you can get your hand on special, um, you know, herbs or, you know, soap, you know, um, you know, you definitely don't want to be putting, uh, certain chemicals in your hair that cause a whole lot of damage to the scalp and the skull and seep into the skull because this makes it very difficult for your angel guy to even want to be on your head. Um, your angel guide is a pigeon. And if you know about pigeons, you know, pigeons don't know how to build a nest. So it's your responsibility to uh, make your head nice enough that your angel guide would want to be on your head. And, you know, most people who are mentally ill, their angel guide has left them. So, you know, when when we're talking about the Gnostic par- uh, the Gnostic paradigm of human culture, we are talking about a more, uh, you know, accurate and powerful way of you know life, you know, which is for me when I look at the current state of civilization, and I pose the question: Has agnosticism gone too far? You know, um, um, you know. You we talk about you know we we hear about anointing the head, 
Um, there's a reason for it. There's a very, very important reason for it. We don't want to get lost in, you know, dogma and, you know, um, a, a whole lot of irrelevant, impractical information. But, you know, your 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 anatomy with its nine major divisions, you have the Ba, which is your angel guide. You, you have the uh, Ku, which is um, accumulated wisdom stored in your DNA. Um, you also have the uh, Shechem, which is your power and your potential. You have the uh, Eb, which is your heart. Um, you have the Ka Ebit, which is your animal totem or your electromagnetic body that um, flows with your blood and your blood vessels is connected to your blood vessels. Uh, it's called your chi. And as a matter of fact, you also have what what is called the uh, ka, which is, you know, there are varying pronunciations if you understand etymology. So the ka is ki or the chi, and the ka ebit is the ki ebit or the chi ebit. Um, and and there is a reason why it has the word ab and abbot in it, and you can see that in, you know, you have a caste or priest called the abbot. Um, so it's, it is related to to uh, that. The the ka or the key is where Freud got his concept of the ego from. The alter ego, Freud got that concept from the ka abbot or the ki abbot. Um you also have the Aren, which is your name. You know, your name is very, very powerful and very, very necessary as a part of your identity, as all these different parts of you make up your complete identity. So in volume three of the genes decoded, I go over these different parts of the human anatomy and their relationship to biology and chemistry and these types of things, and, you know, how they help you. And by aligning them with the Kabbalistic Tree of Life and also going over the Kabbalistic Tree of Life in Volumes 1, you can start to make correspondences between the different parts of you and how they, 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 how they relate to yourself and, and how they are to be utilized, how you, how you can work with them, etc. And... How we know this is Gnostic is because when you go to school to learn human anatomy, they don't include these things. You know, you learn about your your uh, blood vessels, and you learn about your uh, D, you learn about your DNA. You you might learn about hormones and cells, and you know all these type types of things. You know, I can recall years ago watching a program on chi, whereby they were trying to prove whether or not chi is real because in 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 the Western school, you know, chi isn't real. But, you know, you have these uh, people from Asia where they have weaponized their chi to the point where they can slice fish uh, with their chi, meaning that their physical hand doesn't touch the fish, but the way how they're, you know... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you say they could fry fish? With their hands? No, no. Cut fish with their cheese. Slice fish. Oh, slice. Okay. Yes, what they showed in the demonstration 
is, you know, people who have cultivated a tree to the point where they can direct it like a knife and slice a fish in half. Oh, I thought you yeah. said fries. I was like, I'm out here on Crenshaw. Oh, no, oh, 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 Crenshaw so we can have a cheese fish fry. <laughs> there, there is also a video that got onto the Internet of a man from Asia using his cheese to set things on fire. I seen it. I seen it on Wall Street. I was off the hook. Yeah, you know, I must have saw it for real. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, using his chi to make something so strong, like a piece of wood so strong that you could pound it through a table. You know, that yep. is your animal totem. Your chi body is your animal totem. And you know, when you go over what I did was I related and showed how your chi body integrates with your chakras because your chakras are chi bodies. They are like pinwheels. And your chakras and the movement and rotations of your chakras help with the circulation of chi in your physical body, which is once again why singing is so important and singing in different notes. Say that again. You know, emphasize why your chakras are integrated to your chi body. And I I show and prove this in volume three with how the chakras are named, especially the crown chakras, are named in the ancient Kamo. Uh, uh, language and and uh, text, and that you know your chakras are like vortices that help to circulate chi through your body, and you manipulate your chakras by chanting specific notes, uh, by uh, singing and pressing you know, different areas of the body is how you work, is one of the primary ways you work with chakras. You know, um, you know, explaining that what we call singing in the Western language as an English word is called hekau in ancient Kemet. And hekau is the, is the god of all magic, witchcraft, blah, 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 healing, etc. Because... They're saying that singing is one of the most important tools you can utilize to lift the mind and heal the human body and dispel negative energy. And in the great cosmology of Anu, Ra brought himself into being by singing, by Hekau. So chanting mantras, so-called mantras, which is the most simplified form of singing, helps to reset and restore balance to the mind and thus to the body and helps to dispel a lot of negative energy. Well, yes, I could definitely attest to, you know what I'm saying, particular moments 
when um you know going through things and you you find that oldie book goodie and it just replenishes everything. It just takes you totally out of that funk, re-energizes you, recharges your chakras, puts you back into balance, and you feel like you can take the world on. So yeah, and now also how powerful music is at moving and manipulating people and why you really want to be careful with the type of music that you listen to. Yes, indeed. You um, want to be really, really careful with the type of music, sound, and vibration that you listen to and how it programs you and how it manipulates your mind, your animal totem, your chakras, etc. Yes, sir. Um, can you... Red Pill, where you at? Right here. I need you to man these boards and um, start taking these callers in. So I'm about All right. To make a move. I like grease. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to go to the callers. For the family out there, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns you want to add on, all you have to do is press 1, and we will go to the phone lines and open up. All right? So what we're going to do is we're going to go to our first caller for the night, and that's from the area code 860-680. Peace. Go to that radio. Blessings, pills, and I don't know the guests. Yes, yes. My question to the guests, if you can hear me good and loud, is um, in regards to this new world order, like you, most of us that discussion has been talked about today or being brought about, is is there a chance to really to cause more destruction now than what they are doing now to really bring this to immense? Because what I look at when they talk about this so-called new world order, like they're doing more things now to make a tight grip or do more control or more destruction. I hear some negative things about this thing. I hear nothing really positive that really balances this thing out. That's my question to to you. Um, What's your name, sir? Baba knew the remaster of going. For yeah, me, my question. Uh, yeah. For my me, the is new world order is a mess. For a me, mess? the new world order is a mess. It is a, a mess. mess. It is a failure. It mm. has failed. It has failed. It's it it its date for achieving success is now uh. Three years overdue is now three years overdue that um, um, that all the nations on, on planet Earth were supposed to be unified, brotherly, and sisterly love, and that ha- hasn't happened. So you know it's a mess. Uh, interesting. I believe that. You know I mean, because I usually, at times, let's say, try and unify everybody, but everybody doesn't want to be still unified. I mean, at times, besides us as the nation and people, we have no problem, you know, dealing with other people, but at times, because we've been, because our condition, we are at a point now, at times, where, you know, we have not learned to a degree, you know, from our past mistakes that led to this point. That's why I kind of ask that question still. Yeah, we have really not like been. We have not been properly led 
the people who were given the upper hand in orchestrating and bringing about a new world order have allowed their immaturity, their own personal greed, their own personal self-aggrandizement, their own personal um, self-gratification to take a precedent over the mission. And they have allowed their own personal feelings about race and family, you know, who they are specifically, you know, as a whatever they consider themselves to get in the way of achieving uh, what the new was supposed to to achieve, and we can we can look at uh, racial division. We can we can look at it, you know, understanding that you know a lot of these people, as I said before, didn't even start out their life in the universe as human beings under some type of uh, faulty racial category, but they have allowed faulty, you know, immature racial category to be more important than achieving what they were supposed to do. And it's really, really, really childish. And, you know, it's really disappointing. And they have exposed themselves to the immature little kids that they are. They have failed. Oh, I see. Yeah, because one thing I learned so far, even on my time on Earth, that at times we have, um we can never be say how you say um comfortable in a, in a reality where at times we have people that are immature in what they're not doing. At times they feel that what their mind or their just is right to really control over the mass of the many, and at times it's only a few. So at times it's like an immaturity going around here. To try to dig up either egos or something going around to really control everything, even the cause of destruction, you know. And you know, something as simple, and it is simple, it has a powerful use for orchestrating civilization, but something as simple as money, believe it or not, gets in like these. And I've heard from sources that have gone as close to the so-called Illuminati as you can get. These people are more interested in their bank accounts than achieving what they were sent to do. Yes. They are more interested in what I have to do to to maintain my bank account at a particular level. They're more interested in that. They're more interested in robbing even each other. For instance, there's an organization called the Skull and Bones Organization. It's called Skull and Bones because that's the pirate flag. Yes. That's that's the pirate flag. And this is part of the uh, New World Order power structure. Robbing other countries like pirates is more important than unifying humanity under brother's love. Not even robbing other countries to take half the money to fund brotherly love, but just to rob and have. These people are very, very stupid because mm. they act as though karma isn't real and they act as though they cannot be punished. This is what we, we are seeing with Sandy and before Sandy. This is what we are seeing with 
earthquakes and volcanoes blowing yeah. up, shutting down certain parts of Europe, causing billions of dollars in the fact that you know, travel is uh, um, hampered because we have reached a point where punishment is being dispensed. Mm-hmm. So, and even in time with the punishment, somebody says, no, even out, way out for these people that steal with this type of behavior. You know, they try even to go out and live in space. That's not going to really save much of them if they, if they cause so much sin karma. To try and escape. That's the movies. They can't go out there. That's just the movies. <laughs> That's just the movies going yeah. out into outer space. They're just dreaming. Mm. They, that is that is entertainment, and that helps to make a a particular segment of the population feel as though we're still moving forward, so that the spirits don't get so dampened and depressed that the whole system just falls apart. Wow. Keeping up the appearance of progression helps to maintain the system. Of control. Yeah, it helps to... It it is necessary to keep people participating and investing their hearts into the system. You know, if you look at the movies that have been coming out lately, it has a lot to do with what a particular segment of the population grew up on. You know, yeah, there are remakes of the comic books and stuff that a lot of people who are now convey. Jack the Giant and all them type of movies? Jack and the Beanstalk to Avengers and, you know, um, but, hey, um, it, 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 they are still being backed. They are still being called to the task of rectifying things or else. It, it is now at the point of or else. And I've watched and I've seen and it's being co- communicated to me. Pun- punishment is much more swift now for these nations that have the upper hand. Punishment is much more swift. You know, storms are worse. Um, you know, floods are worse. Um, you know, during during Sandy, if you look at what happened during Sandy, where you know how you know houses were burnt down in storm, it's not natural. It's not what? natural at all. Yeah, houses were burnt burnt down in a storm. It's natural. Churches, yeah, churches were burnt down. It, it's a storm. There's a whole lot of rain. There's water. So houses are being burnt down. It's not natural. And when you look at the people who live in those neighborhoods, a lot of police officers who are beating up and harassing and shooting black men in the inner cities but refuse to live in the neighborhoods that they are policing, it was karmic retribution. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's not the start. A, a couple years ago, when that volcano blew up in in uh, Europe and shut down transportation and caused them billions, there is a goddess in that vol- volcano. She blew up, and there are going to be more events hitting them in the pockets and letting them know if you can continue. Your practices, 
if you continue to rob, rip, and pillage these third world nations and export death and destruction, you're going to experience death and destruction in your lands as well from climatic events and plagues like the pandemic flu. Okay. So I guess, I guess they're so-called, even with the science that they, I guess, learn from us or stole from us, can't really protect them from these type of events that they're causing more. Like they're misusing, like, some of the science. Like, you know, some of them that deals with, you know, rituals and all that stupidness that I'd be hearing about. You know, it's one thing to make the vast majority of the population believe that there's only one God and God's and God is doing real. It's all pagan stuff. But, but you know, they are real and they have very advanced technology. Gods and goddesses are, are advanced beings with very advanced technology and the, and the ability to manipulate the so-called forces of nature very easily. Oh, this planet, this, this planet is a spaceship. You know, I am working on that explains how planets, suns, moons, and stars move around each other. The, the purpose of an atmosphere and why spaceships have to develop an atmosphere to move through the uh, interstellar medium and be, be uh, and be and be protected from you know suns and UV radiation and this type of stuff. But if you even go back to things like Thor, you know Thor goats are riding on the electromagnetic spectrum. One is riding on the positive, other riding on the negative. And, you know, the weaponry of most of these deities is electromagnetic, like that trident that Poseidon has and these mm-hmm. other mermaid beings under the water. It is shooting out electro... It is shooting lightning. Yeah. So, you know, Gnosticism is not uh, mysticism and... You know, you know, we we use words like witchcraft, but I use words like science and technology. You know, tapping into the Earth's electromagnetic grid by making what we might call a wonga and digging it into the Earth and burying it somewhere so you could have good luck. That's science and technology. Oh, I see. So I see. you know, you have this. Um, you have so-called crude technology that's still very effective, and then you have what looks like the more, um, you know, smooth, industrialized type of technology, and it depends on where your civilization is and where um, your your, um, class, which is the scientists, are able to bring it for this technology nonetheless. Mm, I see. Okay. Yeah, I think you answered my questions. Um, I'd like to thank um, Red Pill, Blue Pill, for bringing this guest because it brings in our outlook, a way how we look at our situation. Appreciate this, um, um, Pills. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yes, oh, sir. Thank you. Uh, yeah. One question. Um. So you have like a anyway contact you? Who me, brother Red? No, no, um, the guest. Yes, hold on. 
And if you're in the chat room, it's uh, E-G-Y-P-T-I-A-N-V-O-D-O-O-P-R-I-E-S-D at gmail.com. Um, I have a uh, Facebook page. I also have a YouTube channel, a Genesis Code YouTube channel. Um, if you go to, to, to my YouTube channel, you can sign up and you can send me an email from my YouTube channel, uh, which is God Genius Decoded. That's the YouTube channel. So it's www.youtube.com forward slash God Genius Decoded. That's G O D G N E S D C O D E D dot com. Um, if, if you want to get the book, it's on Amazon.com, title search God Genius Decoded. And my contact information, email address, and phone number is in the book for people who want to contact me for services because I am a traditional priest. I make talismans, uh, I do divination, and I do, um, you know, help people who have difficult situations in their life. You might be facing a prison term. You might have gotten picked up by the police for something. You don't want to go to jail. You know, um, I help for situations like that. Um, you might be having some issues on your job and you want things to, to, to be better, you know, or, you know, you might want to get a cleansing done, you know, remove some negative energy, or you might need some protection from some nut jars in your neighborhood. <laughs> you know, I help people out with those types of things. So. Okay. Uh, well, like I said, I got a Facebook brother, so I'll try to see if I can find a Facebook. And I would, I would like to get that book too, because the code looks interesting. Um, one thing it deals with metaphysical, or like it deals with everything, the decoding. And I try to make it. No, I try. I've I've made it easy for the layman to understand that you're dealing with science. You know, because. Okay, uh, yeah, cosmology and the creation of the universe is the scientific details of, you know, how it was done and why it was done. Cosmogony is the practices, uh, the the uh, tools and techniques that come out of, um, you know, uh, understanding how something was created. Um, divination is a way of querying and, and uh, getting answers um, you know, based on this, and of course, you know, the initiation is how you confer a professional title and certification to a, a person. So when, when you look at the Gnostic uh, paradigm as studied by anthropologists who collected information on in, in, indigenous cultures all over the world, there are four major pillars, cosmology, Cosmogony, divination, and initiation. And, um, you know, these things don't change. Is that the agnostic paradigm has a purpose. It has a purpose, and the Gnostic world goes to the occult. It becomes hidden for a reason, and it also becomes stylized of things like, you know, you know practices like, Tai Chi and Qi Kong have survived. These are very, very advanced techniques for manipulating 
the energy, fields, and forces of the body and projecting it outwards and of healing uh, people and stuff like that, you know? So I help to break that gap. All right, thanks, brother. You're welcome. Thank you, Carla. All right, let's go to this next. Let's go to the next caller. All right, uh, caller from the five one six. Before we go to the next caller, family, we have three more minutes for the live broadcast. If you are going to go, follow us into the twelve o'clock hour. You're gonna, you know, if you're gonna ride with us, all you have to do is call in three four seven six three seven. Two one three five. That is three four seven six three seven two one three five, and uh, you'll be able to uh, go past the twelve o'clock hour. For those of you, the family that is that's not going to arrive with us, I want to say thank you for joining us tonight. Love and light in your travels. Uh, the brother Baba New would like to say a word to you as well. Peace and love to everyone. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, thanks to KTL for giving me a voice. Like I said, if you want to check the books out, the books are available on Amazon.com, and they are available at select black bookstores around the country. Um, I have a website as well, OurTruth.com, that you can purchase the books from as well. You can purchase the books from there. Um, I implore you to do, uh, check out the YouTube channel, uh, where you'll see a good video there on yoga. There's one on Qigong. There's one on, um, uh, ancient Egypt, just, you know, giving you an understanding of how cosmopolitan it was, even though it was a Gnostic culture, uh, a lot of what has developed as Western culture in this agnostic paradigm is an indication of what ancient Egypt pioneered, including the red, white, and blue, 50 stars, stripes, bars. That flag was also part of ancient Kemet as well. All right, here we go. So, once again, peace uh, to caller. And we are going to go ahead and open up the line for our brother. My brother calling from the 516-881. Hey. Peace, Lord. Peace, Lord. What's good with you? Uh, I'm good, Lord. Um, peace to the brother speaking. Um, tonight, um, I have a comment. I have quite a few comments. So when you get sick of them, just, you know, let me know. It's time for the next caller, but um, I don't I don't have any personal gripe with what is being propounded. I but I do have a personal interest. You know, I firstly look at the evolutionary process of civilization as far back as we can trace it, and I, I recognize that it follows the same pattern and rhythm that the evolutionary process uh, of an individual follows. So when we talk about, you know, civilization and its evolutionary course, it has uh, 
a complementary corresponding in the human nature, okay, as as does everything else in existence. And to just to get a glimpse of how uh, consistent it is, we can look at the Fibonacci numerical sequence and find that from the the atomic subatomic level all the way out to the galactic to the to the billions of miles wide subject that we would choose to to observe and consequently um we from this can observe the the rhythm and process of, of growth and evolution of of anything or concept all right now re- regarding conscious development uh, of the human nature, you know, what we don't or can't know or can't recognize re- regarding this process has no pertinence um, on the platform of discussion such as this for the, it, it would be make-believe to to address those things that are unwitnessable, unexplainable, all right? And we can't possibly know how true the idea of um, spaceships are. You know, that's not a universal uh, theme that has been borne witness by everyone. So, you know, pardon the fact that, that, that I take an adverse stance to the idea that the core of this earth is, is Lucifer's spaceship, okay? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, that doesn't resonate with me, and I can't. Elaborate on it in, with a concurring tone, right? And at the at the same time, we can examine what we do know. You know, anything that um that is hot in this universe gets colder. It doesn't get hotter. You know, nothing gets hotter. It gets colder. And you know, the core of the planet Earth being hot doesn't indicate that that the core is heating up. Everything about ecology and science contributes to the idea that it is cooling down. So I wonder what the brother means when he says that the planet Earth will will soon be a sun, when in my mind, and according to what I have observed all my life, it was so hot at one point it was a sun. Now it is cooling and it has become a planet. It It is going to continue to cool and become a satellite while the sun cools and becomes a planet. So you you, you dig? I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't mean to disrespect the brother. I just have a view that is entirely contrary to what he propounds. And further, um, I look at how um, I can, I do concur with, with, with one thing that he said. He said that um, you know the that there is nothing that is not physical. And I, I so understand what he meant when he said that, and I so understand that there are many of us listening and many of us walking this planet that have the slightest idea what that means. That even uh, uh, what you call or what you reference as spirit is a substance that we reference as spirit or energy. It has a substance. It has a measurable quantity and quality, and thus is matter. So when we when we think to uh, separate foolishly, separate matter vibrating on the highest frequency from matter vibrating on lower frequency. In other words, 
saying that our spirit and our bodies are not one and the same, you know, then we ignore the laws of physics in that regard. So I, I concur with that, you know, the fact that there is nothing that is not physical. Physical, right? Um, the earth and the body are only prisons till the knowledge of liberation and how it manifests is ascertained. You know, I heard you, Blue. I mean, I'm red when you said that the, the body has been regarded as a prison because there are certain liberties that it denies us, you know. Um, I find it astounding that anyone can speak on such, such conceptualizations and philosophical, philosophical perspectives as though they were factual phenomena, you know, unfolding sequent, time-sequential factual phenomena, you know, individually or collectively, you know, uh, um, <laughs> which brings a, which bring me to the fact that, you know, it's a matter of belief. And I mean belief in so much as accepting what is not known as a fact to be true. That is what belief is, and which is also a product of our imagination, regardless of what the belief is applied to, you know. And it, when when there can be no evidence ever, ever presented to substantiate the claim, you know, I find that very uh, 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 perplexing um, from my point of view that, that people will latch on to a belief or something that someone propounds without any evidence without any proof whatsoever, and even in the face of proofs that deny the idea whatsoever. You know, I, I find that truly astounding and particularly absurd, all right, for an intelligent individual to do. And like I said, I heard you when you mentioned the body is a prison in so much as it keeps us from exercising such feats as flying or floating or walking through walls, etc., but when has there ever been evidence that we did such things in the first place? You know, I ask that question, you know, because people say, yeah, well, I'm a spirit trapped in this physical form. In, in my mind, this physical form is your spirit slowed down at such a rate that it manifests in the physical realm. That's, that's how I see it. So, I mean, that's my belief. Okay. Now, I can point to several other corresponding phenomena that would support the idea, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's 100% true. This is just something that I choose to accept. So when someone said that, yo, this body is, 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 is a prison, in my mind, in, in, when we are not in the physical realm, when we are vibrating on a spiritual level to the degree where it's so fast that it's intangible, that it's energy and not solid or gaseous or liquid, then we are now afforded the opportunity to exercise the freedoms that the physical gives us. So my, 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 my point was to give you a, a contrasting view with that regard. You know, in the spirit, we cannot eat our favorite food. We cannot uh, corporally engage in sex, okay, So and, and enjoy the sensations that materiality affords us. So in, in my mind, I, don't, I can't see this earth or this physique as a prison. It is a means by which to allow us to exercise our will on another dimension is, is how I see it. And, of course, it has its limitations as it would had we 
have we manifested ourselves on the higher vibrational plane of energy, a.k.a. spirit. It has its limitations, okay? So when when I look at this and I listen to it, I say to myself, a lot of this is fantasy, and, and it is uh, theorizing. It is, there's no factual evidence to support that, and um, today... <laughs> I decided to, to you know, to, to speak to that, well, to speak from that perspective, all right? The fact that we fantasize and hypothesize abilities that as far as we actually know and have been witness to and can show and prove has never been anyway. When we talk about, oh, uh, well, this physical body keeps me from flying, when have you ever known anything other than this physical body? First of all, to propound the idea that outside of this physical body you can fly, you don't remember what it was like outside of this body. You, you, you dig? And, I, and, and this is what comes come to my mind when I hear what is being espoused tonight, right? And I consider it uh, to be the deepest shame for a human being, that the lack of knowledge uh, that people have would cause them to grasp onto what what is make believe and what is absolutely phantasmagoric, all right, and what is totally mythological, you know, for for sake of believing in something or for sake of having something to verbally espouse in the absence of knowledge. Okay. So let me ask when, you a question. Let me ask you a question. Have you not ever did any studies on celestial beings? Did you yeah, did you I, study I have the idea? Yes, I have. And you and you study planets. You study you cosmophysician. You study planets. Are you saying that the planets that you study, outside of the Earth alone, have never been inhibited with any kind of spiritual beings, any kind of energies, or anything else of that nature? No, I do not. Uh, because you negate. can't prove it. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't negate it. I don't even argue with it because I can't prove it one way or the other that it was or was not. So, now, if you, so me, oh, my me, question to you is, all of no, these no, planets that rotate around the Earth. Let me elaborate. Let me elaborate on that right. a little bit more. I do, I do accept the idea that because I understand the evolutionary process of a planet as far as I understand what I have studied, that... Every planet has an opportunity to to uh, enter the Cinderella zone because planets are destroyed. We have evidence of this. So when 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 planets are destroyed, life is not. Life is an energetic manifestation. It, it is an, a vibration of energy. So simply because the the platform upon which it's set is destroyed, it's not destroyed like itself. So I do not. All right. So when. Let me ask you something. When the planets are destroyed, are the physical body is destroyed with the planets. No question. So the, you the said that the energy. As we know it. The physical know, body as we know it. Right. As you know it, because when we expire, when my when my physical husk expires, when it when it when it, when it retires into when it die when I die. "Quote unquote," yeah, all the and my physical heart absorbs into the earth. Physically, mentally, or spiritually, increases its vibratory rate and evaporates. It vaporizes, it evaporates, it, it decays. Whatever word you want to put on it, but it evaporates. So that spirit, 
So that spirit, rather, that we can't really see with our physical eye, but it doesn't negate the fact that that spirit exists because that that is an intelligence, correct? Correct. I don't the negate any of that. You, the same way that me and you are conversing, are conversating over a phone line, right, that there's an intelligence that is being emitted from a device that me and you, that I'm holding right now, you're holding to your ear. We're speaking from a device that's emitting an intelligence that's sending forth information, but we can't see it with our physical eye, but it doesn't negate the fact that it exists. Same thing with the spirit. Well, I would we say know that, that you and I are the ones emitting the intelligence. I would not agree that the, the, the device emits any intellect whatsoever. I would okay. say that you and I are the ones emitting the intelligence, and the device that we are using is something that we is have employed to the interaction uh, on both of yes. us. Right. It's, it's a, a conduit that allows us to... Exactly. So, and like I said, because I made a statement that my studies have brought me to this, not necessarily conclusion, but I posed the question to ask the brother, has he heard of this theory as well about this planet being a planet with spiritual, with a spirit has incarnated into the physical body and it's being seen as a sort of, uh, it, it's, it's limited, it's seen as a husk, it's seen as a prison. Only saying that when I've done my studying, all many of the ancient civilizations, many of the high civilization speak of celestial beings and other beings that have abilities that the, that the human body, the homo sapien, or rather that we know does not possess such as the amphibious, the, the, the notion of beings coming out of the water, the Nomo, the Atlanteans, other beings coming, descending from the stars, descending from the heavens, that the Zulus talk about, that um, they, 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 they had written in stone, that, um, you know, the, the Kemites talked about. Beings like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not just saying from Lord, my I study. Do, I do know what you're saying, but this is what I also understand, that we are reading the translation into English from yes, an author. I understand that part as well. Author, yeah, so, so to, 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 to distinctively and definitively say they were literally talking about somebody that lived in the water, we can't know that. We can't, really. What we, what we know is that the interpretation that our present language gives us and the interpretation that the scholar pulled from that he concluded that they were referencing an individual who lived literally in the water. We don't really know if they were speaking symbolically, figuratively, or literally, mm -hmm. or whatever. Or what so, with that regard, what I find astounding and absurd is that someone would assert that such and such, or the interpretation that is given, from a, from a scholar who didn't live in those times or even speak that language colloquially, that this is what it meant. You know, to, to conclusively say that, yeah, they were talking about extraterrestrials, literally, you know, and definitively, that when you don't know what the fuck they was talking about, really. So Not you, really believe, but the author no, no. that propound that idea. My thing is, you need to keep your margins open. Because we don't know if they were referencing a higher being that had evolved right here from the cradle 
two to some state before its death, all right? Or if they were actually talking about beings, physical, human, or or corporeal, whether they're human or not, physical beings that came down from the stars or not. Because I have observed how the energy in the sky manifests right here on this planet. And I have done that for countless clients. I've actually demonstrated it on this show. So I can figuratively and poetically say that that knowledge came down to me from the planet in the form of an angel. You know, I can do that because the end result was the revelation that I gave that manifests itself to be true. So that doesn't necessarily mean that that energy came down in the form of a person or a creature and, and and spoke to me when it was my perception in the first place. So my thing is, and really, oh, I'm not really saying that what he's saying is not true. My thing is, when you say that such and such is true, where is the evidence to support it as an absolute fact as you are presenting it? That's I have, a, I have a problem with that and because that is the reason why most of our people are dumb, deaf, and blind, stupid, walk around this planet like they know when they have no idea in the first place. Okay. Do you believe in any kind of higher forms of intelligence technology-wise? Technology well, technology is man-made, and therefore um, it can't get any higher than its maker. But to, to, to ask you a question, I believe, I put trust, faith, and confidence in the fact that there is a universal intelligence that supersedes us all individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I accept that idea. I accept that there is a creator. Some might want to call it God. Some might want to call it Allah, Jehovah, whatever you want. I believe I accept because I have bore witness to the sequence uh, of events from the galactic to the to, to to the mundane, to the personal, that there is definitely an intelligence involved in the manifestation of reality. Yes, is the answer to your question. Okay, so that intelligence that exists that created, you know, intelligent designs, such as the human body and things of that nature, would it be reaching if we were to say that that intelligent spirit or 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 energy could not create other than just human beings on this planet? Oh no, I don't I don't dispute that, though I don't And because advocate, it hasn't been revealed to us the idea hold on Lord, I because I see when I look in the earth, okay? Yeah. I don't see one blade of grass. I don't see one tree. I don't see one human being. I don't see one of nothing. Even the sun, when we look at it at night, we see a million suns. So I do not, it's not far-fetched, it's not reaching to say that that intelligence and life itself, which is one to me, is manifest all over this universe. That is not reaching. What is reaching is to say that that this life means this definitively. This life is that definitively. Uh, our experience on this planet means such and such definitively. That is reaching. That's reaching to me. To put a definition on the indefinable is reaching to me. Okay. So back to back to the statement that you made earlier. 
the, the statement that I made to say that, once again, what I've been studying and what I've come across, there has been information that has put the, the, the notion, right, that the human experience, once again, that there's an intelligence that exists inside of the human body that is known as the spirit, correct? Yeah, I think I can go with that. And I there, think there's that a, there's a, oh, oh, there's oh, 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 wait a minute, we, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lord. I think that the, inte- the human body is an intelligence in and of itself. So to of course. say that it is inside, to say that it is inside and apart or away from the human body, or that the human body is merely an instrument of it, is ridiculous to me. Because all of it is energy and all of it is intelligence. I mean, you know. Yeah, dirt, dust seeks itself. It seeks to congregate with other specks of dust. That is evidence of of an intelligence right there. That is evidence of intelligence. Water itself seeks to join with other molecules of water, regardless of how dispersed it is. So that is evidence of intelligence. Brother, the whole planet, the whole planet, there's evidence of intelligence. The whole planet is it is it is intelligent. The whole planet yes. is alive. Yes, it everything is, is yes, alive. Is. Everything has 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 the energy within it. You know what I'm saying? Everything yeah, is everything vibrating. Is everything is energy, Lord. Whether it is within or without, everything is energy. Indeed. So, so my point, my point was not to refute the brother, really. Well, even though uh, 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 minds that don't that, that can't comprehend where I'm coming from may may feel that, I don't dispute the brother. My thing is, when you say that it is definitively so, you know, understand that there there is no means, there is no way by which you can absolutely prove that to be an absolute fact. I don't look at the physical form as a prison for my spirit. I look at it as a vehicle through which uh, 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 my spirit operates and manifests itself. And it is limited based upon my evolutionary state. I mean, but, but that opens the door to a whole lot more. So I'm really not trying to do that. What I was trying to say is when we look at certain concepts and we propound certain concepts as if they are absolute fact, we need to consider what we don't know. When, and like you said, you consider all that you have studied. I, too, have studied. I studied the normal. I studied the Sumerian text. Uh, 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 and I understand that, you know, there's only one real translator that, or authority that, that we can point to. So that's not enough for me mm-hmm. to, to entrust the, the translation of an ancient text to 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 Zachariah Sachin and say that what he says is so. I, I'm not going for that. I mean, I need 15 Sumerian text interpreters to read it and tell me what they think, or I need to learn the Sumerian language myself so that I can see what it says. Because to accept the idea, to accept, to accept the idea on face value without concrete empirical evidence, to me, is is is, is absurd. But well, what about what about the you know I'm, and I'm not taking away from your personal experience, brother. But what about those of us in the community who have read 
a multitude of books from scholars that we, you know what I'm saying, we look up to and we, 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 you know, we know that they have done a lot of field research and things of that nature. And their interpretation. Ultimately, ultimately, regardless, and this is even though I am an information junkie, so don't get it twisted, people listening. Don't get it twisted. The people who are listening, I, I do not discourage the absorption of information. If information if information was a drug, I'd be I'm the worst addict. Okay, so therefore, but but at, at any rate, there's a difference between information and knowledge. Okay, and to know a thing and to be informed of a thing are entirely two different horses, man. You know, of course, and between it is. the same. You know, it's like to read about rock climbing and to actually rock climb is two different experiences, two different things. Exactly, exactly. Though your 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 uh, study of rock climbing may assist you in the actual execution of it, they are not the same by any means whatsoever. Because I can write a book, I can write a book about China, and a person who has never been there will never know. Regardless of how well I've informed them, they would never know. So there goes the difference between knowledge. So when 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 and actually I am so I I love absorbing information. However, I look at it all with a very concise analytical eye because you supposed to. Yeah, exactly, and that. Is my whole point, right there. That right there sums up everything I'm saying. I'm just pointing at little details that bring me to that point. Because it's difficult for us to discuss what the earth was before man was on it. It is difficult for us to, to, to discuss conclusively and, and knowingly what it was when man started motivating on this planet intelligently if, if. There was a time where he was first doing it. You understand? You know, if that was his first time doing it. So, you know, I, I tried to, and I listened, and I said to myself, you know, normally I would listen and I would just let it go by. I, even any adverse opinions or uh, perspectives that come from listening to a dissertation, not only on this show, anywhere. I usually would keep it to myself. But today, man, I said, no. Nah, in Pisces, I man. Today, and I got Saturn in Pisces, so so I got a difficulty. I have a serious difficulty with accepting information without without analyzing it, without uh, uh, scrutinizing it. I'm a scrutinizing individual. I'm gonna be that, and I think everyone should. You know, scrutiny is the only thing that keeps an individual from being duped. Into, of course, uh, of course. Uh, Hold on, let me. Uh, first of all, in your rat on scrutiny, you're not even addressing what I was said. You are addressing something that somebody else said, if you can recall it, and you're saying what the brother said about a human body being a prison. Let's just start with that point, because I didn't say that. Oh, no, but no, what no, 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 have two other I things to address. Talking to you no, 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 about Lucifer at the center and it cooling down, now, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and well, let me finish making my point. 
And I said that one day, I didn't say soon, you said I say soon. I said one day it will be a son again. So you have to be careful when you're saying about what somebody said. Now, what I no, did no, say about no, the no, human no, body, number one, I said that the human body leaves a lot of room for I mean, we're saying that in conjunction with what 20% of the human body being a prison, because I concurred. He's talking about Secondly, when you say that the prayer will one day be your son, you are talking about address that. Let me ask you. Let me ask you then. No, no, you responded by me saying that it will soon happen. I say one day it will be a son again. You're talking to a bunch of idiots. How soon is this plan? One day be a son. Just explain that. Because I don't don't even have a question. Even if I don't agree with you. He, he is talking now. Also, that's the only question I got for you. Also, many minutes later, one day, whether it's a zillion years or tomorrow, how so will this planet be a sun? If you playing that, do that for me. Because to me, that's an insult to my intellect. And I don't mean to demean you. If you knew me, you would know that I definitely. One day it will be a sun again. That's what I said. You made the point that I said it will soon be a son, and, and I never said that. I said one day it will be a son again. Like one day okay, you're going to be whatever. something you better than you are now. now. If you will don't you that question? one day you're going Can to be something better than you are now, that's wow. your business. So what I'm saying is okay. by saying one day it will be a son again, one day it will rise that high where it was before. It will be better. That's what I'm saying about the planet and it having a sun at the center. I never said soon. If you want to talk about it cooling, which you said, it goes through cycles of hot and then cooling down. That's absolutely true. I am not in any type of vein of information regarding the planet's cycles of whether it is cooling down from a, from a period of it being warm before or whether it's warming up. From a period of it being cool before, I made a very clear statement. Said one day it'll be a sun again. Okay, well let me ask you. Let me ask you a very clear question. Okay, because you haven't answered this question. Whether it is soon, whether it is a zillion years from now, how, how so will it be a sun again? How so will it be a sun again? Exactly because my point was I said when. We achieve unity on the planet when, 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 when you have one brotherly love, it will have that opportunity, meaning that there's a karma and there's a reason why it's imprisoned and encased inside of what we call the earth, a sun in the center. And there is a destiny that it has to be achieved to get out of prison is that you were imprisoned. You made a mistake when you have been rehabbed, then you'll be free. That's what I'm talking about. And when you study the Dogon cosmology and Oko and Oko's imperfect creation and stuff like that, you might get this understanding. And also the following. I've I've done that. I don't have that understanding. Well, that was my answer to your question when there is not a specific time and date. 
It okay, is really well, something can I ask you another cheese. question? Can I ask you another question? Has there ever been a time on this planet when the universal brotherhood that you are referencing was established in your mind? I never referenced the universal brotherhood. and I, I never made that reference. Okay, well, I, never I can't did. quote, but you know what I'm pointing at. And so does everybody yeah, else. I am pointing at you misquoted a lot. And well, then you I mean, I'm, a not long quoting. I'm not I don't claim to be quoting. I'm only paraphrasing for my understanding, for my comprehension. So I never said I was quoting. Which, which doesn't even negate the points I'm making, okay? The point I'm making is when you say we reach that stage of, revelation, of, 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 of elevation that will allow this planet to be a sun again, my question to you is have we ever been in that state? Have we? Um. Well, I made points about we, and I say we. That's no question, really. Let me, yeah, but you you keep cutting me off, man. You talked a lot. Do you it's realize like you didn't cut me off, bro? Come on, man. Do you ever allow question. other people to speak? No, I don't. Now, can you answer my question? <laughs> In the way that I choose to, not the way you want me to, sir. Well, that may very well be the case, but I'm asking the question, and I'm seeking an answer that will give me satisfaction. And basically, it's not about you getting satisfaction; it's about me answering the question, whether you're well, satisfied or not. It's about me getting my question satisfied, man. Come on. Exactly. That's your well, ego. That's, that's your problem. It's not mine. Because you are asking questions that are getting very, very general. I made a statement. I made a statement. I made a statement about human beings on the planet originating from different places in the universe. So when you talk about a we, some of us are we. Not all of us are we. But as a human species, now we have to achieve a we and a there has to achieve a larger family. Hold on, please, brother, brother, man. Hold on, bro, Cosmo. Hold on. Yes or no, bro? Let. First of all, hold on. Cut the when the when the caller when the speaker is talking. Have to give him the respect and let him talk. You are you are talking over the brother. One person at a time is only allowed to talk, so we can hear what is being said. Let the brother start saying what he has to say, and then you can address that, and then you can pose your question. Because when you were talking that whole time, neither he nor I nor Blue or anybody else did anything to interrupt your build. You feel what I'm saying? So we have to be respectful. I respect you, Lord, heartily. Yeah, and even the people that are listening, when they listen to the information, they're going to want to hear clearly what's being said, and it's very difficult to hear it over two voices, especially at that high octave. Very well, Lord. Indeed. Hold on. Um, And... I am making this statement because people need to realize when you pose a question and you speak for 10, 15 minutes, the person in many cases forgets the question and even forgets how to answer. So I don't even remember the question that I was trying to answer. That's why there have to be rules of engagement. So 
if you want to go ahead and ask another question, make it simple to the point and let me answer. Okay. May I do that? Are you finished? Go ahead, sir. Okay. I'm not going to ask another question because I'm stuck where you where, where we were at. So my question is, and I'm going to seek to simplify it. I'm not quoting because I don't claim to be a quoting react like that. I, 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 from what I understood, you said that when we reach a high degree of unity of brotherhood or oneness or harmony, whatever, right, if I understand that correctly, then right. this earth will transform into a, a sun again or a, a sun, not necessarily right. a sun again. Okay, right. my point, my question is, have we ever had that status? Right. And the way I was answering is by explaining when you say we, all of us haven't been a we. All of us haven't been a we, but many of us or most of us now as human beings, as human beings are being tasked with the job of becoming a we. So if you want my answer, have we ever been a we, maybe there were, maybe there were some of us that were a we as in a collective and harmonized on particular planets out there that have achieved, uh, that have achieved a high evolutionary state and attainment. Maybe in that regard you can get an answer. It's not everything you ask that you can get the answer that your mind is comfortable with. Because some things are not, are not are just not that simple. Have we I ever been that, and I agree with you. Thank I understand you. that, and I agree with you, and I agree with because, that much. Right when I I discovered and realized certain things by reading different cosmologies, just for all these different so-called tribal groups on the planet claim to come from the stars and up above. A lot of different groups on this planet didn't originate on the planet. They came from somewhere else, and by whatever mistake or calamity, they were exiled here to live. Whatever mistake they made, they were exiled here to live. This is what I've learned. Now, living on the planet, looking at the new world order and what it represents in, in terms of a unity and a brotherhood and sisterhood and a love and a oneness that has to be achieved. So it's something that some of us on the planet, and I have to say some because I can't speak for all, might have experienced before somewhere else out in the universe or as a particular tribe or nation on the planet. Okay. I, I I hear that my my right, my but not a we as in all the human beings on on the planet. I can't answer that question like that because yeah, I don't I know all. I, I yeah. understand where you're coming from with that. Now I, I also with that see that just causes me to reflect upon the idea that you say that some of us appear from different regions in the universe and we were exiled here. That yeah. concept. That concept doesn't resonate with me by virtue of the fact that our physical composition matches the earth perfectly. Mm, so we congratulations. If we weren't from here, let me finish. If we ain't from here, how do we happen to be in perfect proportional chemical composition as here? And secondly, it, you know, the idea that 
that, you know, that you prophesy that the earth will one day be a sun. Do you mean that literally or do you mean that figuratively? I mean that literally. Okay. The earth that will one day be a sun again. That is what I had discrepancy with. And, and that's yeah, fine okay. that you accept that or anyone that anyone accepts it. I just personally have a adversity. I have a, I'm adverse to that. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to shoot you down. I'm just merely explaining exactly how I see what, what you're saying and how I understand it. And some of it was misunderstood, but most of it was not. My thing is when, we, when you claim and propound that we have origins outside of this earth, then how do you explain that? How do you explain that, that our physical composition matches the earth's Almost identical in proportion, mathematical proportion. We have exactly as much water in us as the earth has in it and on it. We have exactly as much iron, as much gold, as much uh, 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 phosphorus, potassium, hydrogen as the earth has. So we're not from here. How did we acquire the corporeal composition that matches here? Adaptation once you get here. And, um, you know, when you are in in the culture, you get to meet a lot of different types of so-called beings, uh, chimerical beings, and uh, stuff like that. And some of us have the fortune of of actually going back to, you know, prior lives where we were different types of beings. And different types of beings uh, live on on different planets as those types of beings as well. So you have you have fawns, centaurs, you have mermaids on different planets as well. This is not the only planet that you find those types of beings. So when you state about our proportions and compositions and stuff like that, when I'm going over the tree of life, there's a template for creating advanced biological beings that is used all over the universe for creation. So you're going to find these types of similarities. I went over this. I spoke on this type of structure and template. And the word template is related to the word temple for a reason. There's a template for creation. And and you find it this pattern and template as you had connected it to uh, fractals and a spiral for creation that is used over and over and over everywhere. So there's iron, gold, copper, all that stuff in the sun. There's iron, gold, copper, platinum. There's all that stuff in different planets too. This planet is not unique. This this planet and the beings at the center who developed and created this planet and this ship, they're following the template they learned from somewhere else. And if you study what I have written and researched, you will see that that's how the universe is created. Patterns are used. It's kind of like a factory that mass produces things based on templates and designs, but then you can have slight innovations or advanced innovations, but that base template is being used over and over again. I went over how I showed how on a macrocosmic level, even the design of the universe is mirrored in the design of the human body. So now we, we are talking about the universe as a macrocosmic being and the human body 
being mirrored in terms of his creation and design, not just earth. So you can be from wherever in the universe, and now you're on earth, and you're going to have the similarities on earth, but you had those similarities elsewhere. It's called templates. Okay. I um, part And that's what that, I'm speaking about so with the tree said, of life. That entire dissertation, that entire session of what you said, I, I can, I concur with 60% of it, the, the second half of it, and a little bit before. But when you say that, uh, when you speak about beings on other planets and life on other planets, really there's no doubt in my mind that this earth is not unique, okay? So that I concur with. My thing is, are you speaking from what you know, man? Have you been to any other planet? Have you have you met? Have you rubbed shoulders? Have you looked face to face and eye to eye with something other than what has originated on this planet? If you say yes, I'm not going to believe you. But my point is, it was a rhetorical statement. My point is to to espouse such without any evidence whatsoever. To me, is phantasmagoric. It doesn't serve any purpose towards our evolution either. Okay. Even if there were, even if there was another Earth 17 zillion light years away and with people living on it, what has that got to do with me and my, my spiritual evolution? Now, I can't see how that has any pertinence. Well, you know especially what I'm when, speaking especially, on. Oh, finish, especially what? when an individual propounded such an idea has not even himself been introduced to such pe- beings that they yeah, yeah, you know. It, it just seems like certain ideas and concepts are rubbing you wrong and they cause you to ignore the other larger, more ideas and concepts that help you, which I went over if you listen to the show. And, you know, this is something that I see happening from time to time when a person dispenses information. We tend to just throughout the most important information that the person was saying, and actually answers your question about how it helps you because it talked about templates and designs and how to work with the tree of life within you that I've dispensed through the books that I have written because I can't give you, and, and let me finish, I can't give you an entire class and get into in-depth detail, but I can drop some information to help you understand as I did about some things like working with your angel guide, which is a part of your anatomical design, and how you have other parts of your anatomical design that follow the tree of life, and how the tree of life is a pattern as well as used to create the universe, which is a macrocosmic organic being as well, as you see in ancient Egypt with deities like Deb and Newt that represent the macrocosmic universe. So speaking I don't have a things. problem with that, bro. With that you don't idea, have a problem with that, but what you do have a problem with is wondering yeah. how things are going to help you, and I've shown people enough and I've said enough about how things are going to help you. So the things that you have an issue with, like I said, congratulations. really don't have the time to get into it. You can review the show. I, I advise you to, and you can review the books. They're there well, for you to get into before and even find more criticism. I would really like that because that. it helps to improve before my writing. Me, before you dismiss me with that much, bro, the, the, the show, first of all, is a platform, 
created to address such questions and answers. I can't get an answer from reading your book, okay? I can get the answers that you previously wrote. You will not address my personal concerns in that book because I was not there when you wrote it to even guide you to, to, to answer and my questions. And you question. know this for a fact. Yeah, I know that much for a fact. That what I just said is, <laughs> is a fact. However, though, though the, in that book there may be some answers to some of my questions. I'm not disputing that. My point is, when you say to me that what you, what I understood what you just said to me was that I should save my questions and read your book first. When I'm addressing what you said, not what you wrote in that book. So secondly, I am totally with the idea that there's a universal template, okay? And I don't need to, to get into why that is. Everybody that knows me knows why that is, all right? I don't dispute that. I don't dispute the, the blueprint of this universe being 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 enclosed in the paradigm of, 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 of the tree of life or any of that. That I totally concur with. I don't have any issue with that. I'm only addressing those things I have a concern with and a question with, okay? And and, and that's that. And, and it, I'm not seeking to destroy you or your paradigm or nothing. I'm just saying that from my perspective, from what I have come to understand, some of the things that I've heard you say are preposterous. For me, and that's not an insult. It's just this is the way I see it. So therefore, I bring it to you. I bring it to you, and I ask you. Now, some of the things I want that you propound, I'm asking you. You, you you've, you've gotten these answers through inspiration or experience, or both. Um. Well, let me, don't cut me off, brother. During the show when I was speaking, I was speaking about my personal experiences. I was being very clear about my personal experiences, things that I've been told by working with different deities, which is what I do. You know, I was speaking about certain things like, you know, being told about the purpose of the agnostic paradigm the purpose of, you know, why it was issued forth. You know, um, you know, I talked about the consecration of the deity Taur. You might not know what that means. Taur is also called Zodiacus, and Taur is the mother of the solar system, all the planets and so-called sun in our solar system comes yeah. through her womb, and Lucifer is one of her children. So I said... She was telling me what happened. So, like I said, go back and review the show. You're no, asking me things that have already been answered. And that's as much questions as I'll take for the night. Cosmo, that, Cosmo. No disrespect. I don't have any dispute for that. My point was, and you did answer the question, no, was it? From direct experience or was it from inspiration? You're telling me that you communicated with a higher intelligence. All right. Hopefully that answers the question. We have to show consideration for the rest of the callers because we did officially do 45 minutes on this call. So thank you, brother. We're going to go to 347 number. This may be the last, uh, the last call for the night. Three four seven five two five. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Peace, peace, is brother Urias. I share, I share to the record, the blue pill. Peace, Urias. 
What's up? What's, what's up? up? I shake uh, Baba New too. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, you probably don't remember me. I seen you like a year ago. You referred me to the uh, sister on a uh, Flatbush named uh, Rosemary. Uh, I forget it was Rose, but uh, that was a good uh, that was a good direction you led me into. But uh, I got a quick question on something totally different than what you brothers are talking about. And it's just something to think about. I, you know, this is just my hypothetical thought. Now, this goes. I spoke to Red Pill. I think it was Red Pill or Blue Pill about this last week. Being what the Moors did by conquering the Europeans, did that send a ripple effect to keep us keep the universe in a like a loop, a loop? Uh, how can I say a loop lock hole? And secondly, I understand what you say about music having a having a uh, having an uh, having an effect on the chakras and the animal sense and the human. That's why it causes people to catch music at a different vibration. Now, at the same time, with I, I wouldn't I don't even know how to say I'm going to say it right. Can a vibration which music, like you say, basically the drum by having a drum at a certain pitch. And sending a certain frequency through through certain people in a in a room, can that cause a portal? And can that accelerate more uh, energy and disperse energy to uh, how can I say lower conscious beings? Just say if these beings that were dancing to this particular rhythm were resonating on a higher frequency, can just the the energy of sound create a portal? Around us, and being that like we're all in tune with the universe and outside of it, what is the main space? Like we, are, I, I kind of see it as we are the main spaceship of this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like this is it's, it's almost like a Inspector Gadget. We just got to learn how to open more gadgets in us. So could that even come through what you say as the frequency of music? And back to the main question is is when the Moors conquered Europe by being a little too high sedity and teaching what, quote-unquote, was uncivilized to be civilized and give it the same knowledge that brought us to our highest state then turn around and have us crippled. Did we put the noose around our neck by by doing that? And did that state of, of us conquering them at that time put us in this lower state because of what secret things were done behind doors to different European peoples. Because it's almost to me it's like the bully effect. If I keep hitting you in school and you get older, you're probably going to have kids that are come going to beat my kids for what I did, for you, did to you years ago in school. You see what I'm saying? And if so, if we are in a loop vibration in the universe, being that we, being that the universe was brought down to a lower energy by "quote unquote" beings that were not civilized, but got civilized and taught the universal science of what we knew, can they are they are they somehow keeping us in a loop? Because it's funny how hip hop techno music is all based off of a loop, but it has that main drum, but it, the music only goes in a in a in a in a circle around and around and around. But back in the days when they used to make jazz music with Lodius Monk, when you listen to that music, it, it never went in a circle; it, it traveled forward. The energy of their music shot forward, and I wonder is that the reason why they actually came up with a technology as far as, like, hip-hop 
to keep to keep the energy that is coming from the music and hitting the individual to keep that individual in a loop because the music only goes around in a circle, but towards us listening to music that's played live and that has a, a beginning, a middle, and a straightforward point. You you feel what I'm saying? I don't know if I said too much, but I've been keeping the the question alive in my head while y'all brothers are talking. And I yeah, think I, I mean, um, it, it is obvious that. It is obvious that we are in a so-called loop or a quagmire of re- of reactions to things that have happened, and you know I'm saying that as a person who you know does a lot of research and would sometimes get you know feedback uh, from my chefs or my or my egoon who who would say things like and they're still angry at that. Meaning a couple thousand years later, they're still angry at that. Like they haven't gotten over that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah, that's what, right. That's what, what it means to be stuck in a loop or a quagmire of, you know, not, you know, healing and reconciling things right. that were, you know, yeah, right. done that's to you. Right. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And and this is just me being hypothetical because I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't go off of books. I go off of pure – what I come to realize is once you reach a level of consciousness and awareness and you read and develop a mind of using the pendulum properly, you really don't need books. You need the, 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 the experience to, to guide you further into seeing what this, this universe – because this earth is more than just, to me – I've seen, I have had a revelation beyond revelations. I see this place differently now. It's not the same anymore after knowing what I know that put us in this predicament because it's like it, it makes sense now why the, the, the quote-unquote European Jew, uh, European Jew can practice our same methods and talk to the same ancestors which are connected to us and still prosper because somewhere along the line, they came to the reconciliation and says, okay, you know what? I can admit that my ancestors before me did wrong, but at the same time, they learned something right, and I'm going I'm to yeah. myself to what is right, and being that they have learned to be humble and accept the spirits that gave them their, 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 their wisdom and their whatever, their system, to this day, that's why they profit 